Mr. Zionid, are you here? Bueller. Mueller. Bueller. Everybody in chat, thank you so much for coming out. This is the Less Than Average Podcast, episode number one, boys and girls. It's craziness, man. We're here. We're fucking here. Are you ready to get this started? Yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and jump on in, boys and girls. What is up? This is the layout. This is how we roll. This is what we look like. This is Mr. Zion Neat. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, tired. Same shit, different day? <laughs> uh, that eight-hour stream and then staying up till pretty late kind of kicked my ass yesterday. So what made you do the eight-hour stream? Just like, just a random I hair? just wanted to see if I could do it. Uh, was it your first one? Yeah. Nah, dude. That's the hardest one. I remember the first eight-hour stream I did. I think I was playing World of Warcraft when it first, like... I think it was when WoW Classic first came. No, 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 it wasn't. It was with uh, my sister, Carrot, my buddy, Galley, and then somebody else. I can't remember. I think maybe Jerry, but we were all so playing. Not to, not to date you or anything, but when was this? Uh, no, this is uh, when I first started streaming. Like uh, This is like two years ago. This is uh, easily two years ago. I was uh, say, if this is back when you first tried streaming, this would have been back when I was in like middle school. Bro, days. back then I wasn't streaming. Back when the, when the game first came out, I think I was... When did the game come out? Came game World of Warcraft came out what? 2004? 2005? Yeah, before my time. I would have been like six. Yeah, so I think I was playing it. I remember when it first came out. I was living with my sister and we were we had this old shitty computer, but I remember being able to play World of Warcraft. But I actually, believe it or not, I wasn't that into World of Warcraft back then. I was actually playing a lot more Halo 3. World of Warcraft gotcha. didn't happen until like later on in life, quite honestly. How about you? So obviously you've been playing a couple games. Let's uh let's jump in. So the goal of the podcast is just to pick people's brains, man. Like you're gonna be. Oh, by the way, for viewers out there, this is my co-host, and uh, I thought it'd be cool to do the first episode. Is just kind of like a uh, get to know your host type shit. That's the best way to do it. Pilot, <laughs> pilot, yeah, pilot episode number one, boys and girls. Uh, we're also gonna be doing a merch giveaway too, man. And I'm gonna make sure I get you a oh, shirt. Oh, don't worry. Give it a minute. You'll hear something about merch. Oh shit. Oh shit. All right, cool. We can we'll get that squared away, bro. All right. So first things first. We got a couple of people. What is this? What is this? What you got? Two other? What'd you buy? <laughs> what the hell did you buy? It doesn't even show me what you bought. It just says you I bought. I bought the L tape. Uh, the I bought the less than average shirt the hoodie and then the mug oh nice you're gonna be i was about to give you i'm gonna give you a shirt too i'm gonna give you something else i'm gonna make some merch just for you dude i need to go get my own shit dude and start getting i need to have yin oh. rip that logo that way i can start peddling my crap dude he's definitely got it he'll hook you up bro no problem what i would try so what i would try and do too if you're gonna make merch try and make it like like yin made that fucking um what was that little um what was that thing he made? The emote with the face, the yeah. uh, the uh face, the yeah, the guh face. I put that shit everywhere, man. We gotta find a face that does the same thing with you. We gotta make you some emotes first, bro, big time. I gotta get the damn sub points up, and then I gotta get it sized and all that yada yada. Yeah, that, that does help down the road. Yeah. Well, what about so the big thing, dude? I wanted to figure out and pick your brain about is like, how did you start gaming? Because I, first off, what do you do for work? What do you do for work, man? So. At the moment, uh, I'm a full-time construction worker. My actual job description is I am a general labor contractor, but then my description with the crew I'm on, hmm. I, our job is Roger Lingler's Construction in uh, Oregon. And uh, what we just do, concrete, 
So we do everything from flat work to curb to in Oregon, we're the only crew that makes um, the, we're the only one that makes the cap inlets. So whenever mm -hmm. you see a gutter uh, and you're looking at like a curb that goes into a gutter by housing, the right. gutter that's out in front of your house that drains the storm drain, we're the only ones in our state that makes those. And oh. We sell those to every city and every county in the state. So you cornered the fucking market, dude. Yeah. So we have <laughs> we have that, and then we have our curb crew, which is me and anywhere between eight to ten other guys. My job as the quote unquote string setter mm -hmm. is I show up, I pound some stakes into the based off their hubs. Um, I set the line to whatever the hub tells me it needs to be this right. elevation. And realistically, they pound a stake into the hub. Uh, right. I go off the elevation off the hub, but it's actually elevation off sea level. Dude, were you good we at math in school? Because that seems like a whole mess of work, bro. So, yeah, I was. <laughs> I did like calculus crazy. and shit in high school. But, okay, that makes sense. Uh, doing this stuff, it, it helps a little bit, but it's really just decimals. Right. It's nothing crazy. Right, right. That um, makes sense. But the machine pulls up. We hook it onto the string line. It rides mm. the string. Uh, it has a little sensor arm that just, it has a one that goes up this way to give us alignment. Right. And then it has one that rides it for height and mm -hmm. it just jumps. Um, the machine spits the mud out. It's got a big belt feeder that just rides it up into the auger. Auger spits it out in the mold down underneath. Right. We finish behind the machine. Then we go home at the end of the day. Hey man. So how many, you were, you were telling me sometimes you'll do like, how many feet a day do you do? So... It depends on the job. Public jobs can vary. We can have right. anything from like a hundred foot stretch, which is shit will be done in an hour right. versus uh, the one we just did the other day. That was that 14 hour day. Mm -hmm. That was why I didn't stream on, I think like Tuesday or something this week. Yeah. Uh, that was, I think it was like 3,200 feet and that equated to, I don't know the math on it because I haven't sat there yeah, and no. got on the sheet i'm not a foreman i'm <laughs> yeah. just i'm still just a laborer but, uh, i got you okay uh i i'd say we did like 120 yards of mud or so Jesus. It, it was, yeah so then over usually, a football field is that like the standard like a day yeah Dude. so the curb machine will do quite a bit of mud right because it, it just eats it so your average curb is like i don't know a foot and a half two feet deep but then you also okay. got to think you've got curb that's six inches wide. Right. And then you've got uh, your actual gutter bar, which it's all one piece and the mold's just spinning no it out. No shit. I thought that would like, they like um, no. put together so, like when they're down, there's this one giant piece of like, what is it? Rebar steel or something? No, we don't do reinforced curb. Okay. Um, the one, well, you can do reinforced curb, but we haven't done any. Okay. Uh, we don't do any locally at least. Um. Hey man, you own yeah. the market in Oregon, so if you say yeah, there's well, no reinforced the curve, not me. I'm, I'm just, not. Yeah, I'm still bottom bitch guy. I'm still learning. <laughs> if I'm not learning or trying to haul ass and do stuff, I'm not doing my job right. 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 But uh, construction, sixty hours a week. Summer's the busy time. Right. Working on the guns and working on the tan. That's working on it. the guns. That's what I'm talking about. I gotta stay in shape, man. That's what it's all about, yeah. dude. Swinging okay. A eight pound to 10 pound hammer all day does that dude that'll do it well you're telling me i remember we were talking before you get like wasn't one of your days like eighteen thousand steps in a day or something ridiculous uh the most steps i've had on a day i actually have the screenshot of it it was it was something uh, stupid dude it well, was no, ridiculous I, had, I think it was like thirty-eight thousand steps Thirty-eight thousand. yeah because so we were doing it was when we were out of town 
It was when we were doing that job up at Portland PDX Airport, and we were redoing Bro. one of their tarmacs. I can't. What kind of? What is the? Hold on, I gotta look that up. All right. Well, trust uh, me, I blow calculator. through. I blow through boots like every three months. It's insane. All right. Like I'm, here, I can show you. Yeah, let me see. All right, let me see. Let me see. What is a? What is all right? Step calculator. Uh, so these are the soles of my boots. Okay, is that like left. that's what you got right now? Yeah, and they're just Swiss cheese. <laughs> these, these were at one point in time waterproof. Dude. Uh, the other ones I've got are even worse. They're old Danners that I've had since I got started, and these ones are just fucking toast. Yeah, so there's like no gone. tread on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, there's no tread. Oh, I yeah. Feel every rock in these Ooh, things. like combat got, boots, dude. Yeah, and I've got Swiss cheese Bro, holes. yeah, they're done. They are done. Yeah, I need to go get a new pair. I was going to do that this weekend. Okay, 32,000 steps. Hold on. Let me calculate this. 30, yeah. For male. Here we go. Calculation. That is 14.47 miles, dude. Yeah. That's a of fucking ridiculous Walking amount. around, grooming, chopping ends off. That's ridiculous. Uh, cutting joints, all kinds of stuff. So at the end of the day, so you recently got into streaming. Uh, yep. and, and shameless plug, you can find him on twitch.tv forward slash Zion Yeet. He just hit affiliate. Yeah. How long did it take you to hit affiliate? 20, 28 days, I think. 28, 28 or days. Well, so 28 to get the stats, and then 29, I got right. the email because they sent it that morning right. at like 3 a.m. And I was like, well, Bro, fuck, I'm already. It took me. So I didn't know anybody. When I first started streaming, I. I didn't know anybody. So I just like jumped in randomly and asked my sister. I was like, hey, I'm going to start streaming. Because I had been gaming. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I'm gonna yeah, try but and in your defense, this entire time, I've been networking with you. I've been right. networking with Saints. I've been networking with all my old D2 guys, right. the Game Nights crew, the fun guys. That's true. That's true. Yeah, but just even then, my though, name out there. Don't, don't, don't discredit yourself, dude. That's a lot. I mean, 28 days. It took me, I want to say easily six or seven months to get affiliate it took a long ass time and i wasn't networking for shit and that was my problem it was the average viewer that really got me i yeah, i had I'm a not, lot of followers but i didn't have the there viewer goes ruby yeah there goes the uh, dog yep she's out she's like fuck this <laughs> i'm out of here uh, no i i'm not big on socials i try right. to keep my socials typically private you've seen on facebook i my Facebook is pretty much nothing gaming related. Right, right. Uh, Twitter will be kind of my gaming outlet, and I I have an Instagram, but I think I only really posted on it for back when I used to do photo edit stuff. I got you. And now that I don't do that anymore, I just kind of whatever. I don't really use it. So Ace and Filipina, I followed them, and they were like, "Who's this guy? Oh wait, <laughs> who's this guy? I forgot about this guy." What um what brought you to game? Like, how long have you been gaming for? Like, what's the first game you can truly remember playing? So the first game I remember playing is Mario Kart on the 64, and it was uh, I was getting babysat by this old lady who used to live in a trailer park behind our house. All right. Because my mom didn't feel like hiring a pro babysitter, so my neighbor was like, "Hey, I'll come watch your kid," and I was like, "Cool, Sweet. she's got an N64." All right. I don't know, I don't know what this thing is, <laughs> but uh, so, I went from there to, I think, moving up. The first console I ever got as a, like a birthday gift or something mm. was PS One with okay. Crash, Crash Bandicoot, and Gran Turismo One. Ooh, dude! And, now you're dating yeah. yourself. There you go. And uh, Boomer AF control, right there. Yeah, controls from the N sixty four to the PS One. Holy shit! It was night and day. Huge but on jump. top of that, just seeing like even it was still pretty dodgy graphics, right. but it was still 
It was a huge jump. I mean, from the N6. From... To this day, Crash is still one of my favorite games. Dude, did you ever play Spyro at all on on PS1? I haven't. Oh, played... dude, yeah. I haven't played Spyro. I tried dabbling. I think I played it at a buddy of mine's house like mm -hmm. once or twice and watched him play, but I didn't really understand what was going on, so I was just like, okay, whatever. Right. One of my, I think some of my most vivid mem memories of gaming, like Sparks, when I... you don't know what an N64 is, brother. Bro, okay, now we're old. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you guys who are listening, we're reading chat on Twitch right now, and uh, this, oh, no. this guy named Sparks doesn't even so... know what N64 is. Oof. Yeah, but in his defense, he did kill you with a D-tap. Hey, man, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. But, uh, no, Sparks, I don't know if you're memeing or not. So, if you mind. are, post, just keep commenting. Right, there. and you can, check, you can check N64, Google it, bro. You'll get a whole yeah. bunch. But Let N64 me tell you, blowing into game cartridges. There it is. That's the, only, the best way to do it, man. I remember back in the day, I went to my buddy's house. See, I didn't have an N64 growing up. Uh, but I would, back then, you just like go to friends' houses and go play over there. I remember I went to my buddy Chris's house when he was younger. Yeah. I stayed the night over there, and we basically just played Zelda from until like five o'clock in the morning. That was the first like most go. vivid like memory of a game. And I don't, I don't remember I've, I wasn't even gaming. I was just watching him play, and I was like fucking hooked immediately. Yeah. After uh, after the PS One, I got a GameCube, mm -hmm. and the first two games I got were Need for Speed Underground Two. Nice. And Wind Waker. Yeah. And I put way too much time into Wind Waker. Yeah, man. See, I, my games, when I first started gaming, I got into uh, console. I was PS1. And for PS1, I mainly did, I did like um, a lot of RPGs. Um, the Final Fantasy series. I did, my one of my best favorite games of all time was Legend I of Dragoon. I have yet to crack uh, FF7 oh, remake. No. That'll be the first... That'll be the first Final Fantasy uh, game I've actually played besides Eleven. I haven't played any of them. Dude, yeah, you gotta get into that. That's a that's a fantastic game. Now, actually, when Legend of Dragoon came out, the competition for the time Thanks for was by Carrot. Yeah, what's up, Carrot? Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, we'll put up the uh, video of all this later on, bro. Um, I remember when I was playing Legend of Dragoon. Everybody else and their mother was playing Final Fantasy VII because that came out the exact same time as Legend of Dragoon. So Legend of Dragoon was like dead in the water. But back then on PS One, they didn't have they had limited space. So what they did yeah. is they came out with these you big had, blocks of four discs. Eight, yeah, I think you had like eight meg. Yeah, something let like me, that. Let me look it up the memory cards because it wasn't until the PS Two that they got bigger. Right, right. I can't remember, but I remember I bought this game. I was actually in Las Vegas visiting my dad, and like, 128 kilobytes geez. was the memory card on the PS1. Yo. <laughs> PS2 was 8 megs. There you go. That's a big jump. I mean, in a couple years, that's a big jump. I think the PS2 came out, what, four or five years later? I can't remember what yeah. the timeline was. Um, I remember Legend of Dragoon, though. I, I was in Las Vegas, and I bought this this cartridge, this game. It was like it had four discs. But like usually you buy a video game, it came in like a CD case. This one came yeah. in this giant stack. And I was like, what is Legend of Dragoon? This is back before there were like reviews. There was like everything was in magazines still. Meanwhile, you're like, what am I getting into? Yeah, I had no idea. But I just saw this giant game with like the, the CD stack was like this big. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And so I popped it in and I was like immediately hooked. And I sucked at the game, but I would put I think... hours and hours into that game. What was the um, what's the RTS that's similar? Uh, 
the Heroes of the Storm has like the Zergs from it and stuff. Oh, oh, oh! You talking about StarCraft? Yeah. Yeah. So I had not not StarCraft one, but StarCraft two. Okay. With like the four disc thing, similar to what you're talking yeah, about for the download. And you had to like swap between each disc. Yep. Same thing when you downloaded original World of Warcraft. Same thing. It had four discs, yeah. and you had to download each one off each disc in sequence for the whole game to be on your computer. And it took up like all your space on your computer because there was no space available back on yeah, those computers. Yeah, yeah, so it's basically you'd have now, a computer just for World of Warcraft or something. Now for a hundred bucks, you can get two one terabyte. Drives. Yeah, easily, easily. <laughs> so, dude, that was dude. Talk about nostalgia. But that game, I think Legend between Legend of Dragoon and then Zelda, those two games really got me into like I was I like, oh, say... I like this. You know, I was like, that was my moment. I was like, oh, I like doing this. This is cool. Crash got me into RPGs, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, Gran Turismo got into racing games. Right. Underground 2, my sister and I used to play the living hell out of. Right. And then I discovered, I well, I rediscovered my love with Mario Kart because uh, my sister and I got Double Dash on the GameCube. Hmm. And that was, they had a function What's where... Double Dash? I never say that's a game I don't know. So, but... yeah, so with Double Dash, even though the GameCube controller was horrible and I... Yeah. We'll never use a GameCube controller again. Yeah, what the fuck were they? I thinking? tried using it. I liked using it when we were playing on Smash because right. the uh, Pro controllers just, eh, yeah, I'm not a fan. But uh, you'd have one driver in the front who could drive and mm -hmm. store like an item or something from the boxes, and then you'd have an item or a uh, like a guy in the back seat that could throw stuff, like all your shells, all your oh, flames, okay. bananas, and all that. And you could swap out between the two of them, oh, and they could both carry items. That's and it was dope. it was pretty good. They had uh, they had a modified like their own version of Rainbow Road, Bowser Castle, a bunch right. of different maps. I still have it's in my closet up there. I still have the GameCube. I don't Dang. I don't haven't cracked it out in a long time. But see now it's like GameCube when GameCube came out. Then they had it was GameCube. There was another one that came out that was similar to that. That was like it flopped big time and they had like these little micro discs i can't remember what the name is off the top of my head i don't remember it's like uh, it was a sega something or other i can't remember what it was but i remember gamecube came out with that really weird ass controller and that was it had like had like this yellow thing in the middle is is all fucking weird man well yeah so the left joy con was just the gray one right or not joy con like the stick was the gray one and then the c stick on the right you could use it for like just map and like you right. know uh fov control i guess right so so you moved from sega from and you went from gamecube N and nope. then you moved N60. in yep n64 ps1 yep gamecube yep and then what 2007 what you... 2008 i bought an xbox 360 and uh -oh. i did not have online for the longest time oh dude and you're missing is, out this is what got me into shooters because i replayed the modern warfare one camp or cod 4 campaign uh -huh. over and over and over and okay over. And I beat spec ops so many times i had friends who I had online and i didn't play halo until like seventh or eighth grade right and we were playing uh i think either reach or three brs right and i i would go to his house and play brs we'd come to my house and just do spec ops right but i still didn't have online i didn't have online until uh i built so I was playing, my mom had a work PC, and I played Warframe on that junior, senior year of high school. And then I just bought my first crappy laptop, and then after a year, uh, I bought my current PC back in 2017. Okay. And 
that dates my PC, but Black <laughs> Friday of 2017, I bought my PC and started on D2 and spent 2,000 hours of my time on Destiny. And, and that's where we met was yeah. D2, dude. That was to so that game. I wanted to talk to you about Destiny because you, you didn't play Destiny 1, right? No, you, you I've won. not played D1. I've never played Trials. All my friends flicked me shit about it because I would always be like, <laughs> they'd always be talking about D1 and I'd be like, yeah, I'd, sure. Rise right. of Iron. I don't know what that is, but right. sure. I remember, so when I came out on PS4, I remember playing the beta of D1, and I was like, oh shit, this is a game I'm going to put ungodly hours into. I remember that when D1 finally released that day, I was I must have been in the top 100 people in the world that finished the campaign, because I stayed up all night, and I didn't go to bed. I started the game, it released at 12 o'clock that night, my time. I, picked, I stood in line for the game at the local GameStop, picked it up ran back home and then i popped it in downloaded the update kicked off the campaign and just burned through that campaign and i stayed up until like i'm not shitting you like three o'clock the next day so i just didn't sleep and then i went to sleep for two hours woke up did it again and like i took off work like i took off (laughs) i put vacation time in for that game i've never taken off work for a game but i did uh when i built my pc and we were well actually this was I had my PC built, but then Black Ops 3 came out, and right. me and my buddies no life Black Ops 3 into existence. We had uh, one of my friends, uh, his screen name's J-Dunk, but I haven't played with him in a long time. Mm-hmm. We stopped playing after, I think, the World War II COD game. But uh, I got off of console and started playing just solely PC and yeah. been on that since, besides like my Switch and PS4 now, but that was just for Ghost of Tsushima. Right. Uh, we Grandmaster prestiged Black Ops 3 and had, like, Dang. it would go from, like, your normal prestiges were 1 through 15, and then past that you could just keep leveling prestige, and it would just go 15, 16, up to 100, up right. to 1,000. Jesus. We were, like, 358. My friend was, like, 6-something, because he didn't have a job, Lord. so he was just playing that full-time. Dude. But it was he playing, like, competitions or anything, or just playing? Cause uh, he, he did two lands near his house. Okay. I never did any lands. Um, I just, we don't really have anywhere local. We have two, Bleach can attest to this. We have like two local, like shops, but one's more of a, well, it's one's more of like a card game shop. We used to go there and play magic and yada, yada. That was another time of my life. Uh, if you think we're not going to delve into that, you're wrong. So yeah, uh, (laughs) I didn't know you played cards, dude. Oh, dude. There's a drawer underneath my bed. That oh, still take, has dude, take it out. Come cards. on, man. Come on. Take it out. Come on. <laughs> For those of you who are listening right now, Zion Yi, I'm learning new things about him right now. He's got, I never knew he played Magic. This is great. Yeah. Uh, I never really got into, like, the normal format. Right. I did a lot of uh, Commander, like, EDH. Okay, now you're, you're okay, you got to back it up, bro. What is that? So, Commander is a different format where... Hold on, I got it's in my other drawer. Okay, okay. Uh, Commander is the format where you're limited to any copy of a card. You can only have one of every card in your deck. Okay. So... What is the benefits uh, of having just one? Or is it... Put so, you it, well, it was, it was just part of the rules of that, like, strategy of that game. What is okay. this one? That's Pokemon. Okay, there's... That tells you how much wear that case got. Is that Pokemon? That, yeah, that's got Pokemon in it. No shit. So is that the uh, first card game you play with Pokemon? 
No, the first card game I ever played was Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, you were a Yu-Gi-Oh guy. Yeah, Dude, I, well, you were into cards. Anything CCG and TCG, I used to play Hearthstone quite a bit too. But yeah, I remember that. Uh, any big TCG CCG games, we played a lot of collectible stuff. What does TCG or CCG stand? Trading for? card game, collectible card game. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, here's some. Uh, oh my god, you were in it, dude. <laughs> uh. Else I got it. Oh, holy shit! I didn't realize this was in here. I All haven't right. been in this. This is gonna thing date me. All right, this is gonna. So date no, me. you want something to date you? Huh. How about that? Oh, dude, I had the one that was gray and twice its size. <laughs> I had the first one. I played a DBZ on it. Super Mario Land. Nice, nice. I have this one's blacked out, so I don't even know what it is. <laughs> and I have Pokemon Blue. Nice. That's a classic. Pokemon Blue is awesome. Because those were the only ones that were It was red and blue in stuff. the beginning, right? Well, it was blue. It, I think it was yellow, then red nah, and yellow, blue. And yellow was third, else. guaranteed. Because I remember getting blue is still black and white, and yellow had color. Because okay. Pikachu was yellow. I can't actually open my drawer all the way. Otherwise, my computer chair's in the way. Dude, I didn't know you were so into cards. That's crazy. Okay, so, yeah, watch this. Okay. This is a custom deck box that a buddy of mine built me. What? You can't really see it. I see it's kind of like, so like, like a. Does it have like a? Uh, well, it's got a. It's got a dragon. Oh, that looks dope. That's so yeah. cool. So you were into it to the point where uh, people, you had somebody make you a custom card well, box. Yeah, the, this thing actually has. So it's got this has all my dice and stuff in it. Or uh -huh. actually, right now it's just got extra cards. And then this has. This was okay. This is what I thought it was. So this is my EDH uh, magic deck. Okay, so that's the Probably. one that's the commander deck, right? Yeah, so okay. you're only allowed one of every card. Uh, you were allowed, I think, yeah, like it still followed the normal format ban list, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, we got people in chat saying red and blue, and then Future said he he said OG red and blue was an OG. Yeah, red and blue were OG for sure. And then it was yellow. I know it was because Pikachu yeah. was yellow and everybody was freaking out because he had, he had a Game well, yeah, Boy they've Color. They've always staggered their games like two of a gen and then the more advanced one that combines like the legendaries from the game. Right. I only played when I played the game itself, but this is going to date me. And my sister's in chat right now and she will attest to this. When, my mom, when we moved down to Florida, Pokemon the TV show first came out. And I remember we went to my mom's office to like after school or something to hang out while she finished work. And they sat us in this, um, they sat us in like this, uh, this meeting room and they had a TV on the wall and it was so baller cause they had a flat screen and at the time. Nobody had flat screens, especially on a wall right. and they put on if freaking you, Pokemon. It was crazy. If you really want me to date myself here. Okay. I, I actually have this. collectors. Weird. If I had these, graded these are worth money we are deep diving into zion's life right now <laughs> so you probably won't see him very well on cam worst case i can post Bruh. a picture in discord all right but there is some fucking the blue eyes white dragon and dark, dark magician, magician. And dark magician. yeah and then okay. it gets even worse because on top of that i ripped a collector set from a buddy of mine and i remember trying to buy these off my friend for so fucking long <laughs> i have it's weird to like stagger them because this is gonna look funky, but all five uh, pieces of Exodia. No. <laughs> <laughs> Exodia. Oh, obliterate! Obliterate! Dude. <laughs> uh, I had another one. I don't know what this one is. 
Oh yeah, my sister said this too. So this is, for everybody's listening, we're on um, we're on chat over here on Twitch. Yeah. So, dude, we would in the mornings before, but we would wake up at six a.m. because they played Pokemon at six to six thirty, and we'd watch Pokemon. And right behind Pokemon was Digimon, so we'd watch Pokemon, Digimon, eat food, and then get on the bus. I watched DBZ and uh, oh god, what was the other one? Uh, like Samurai Jack on like Toonami and dude, Toonami. Uh, oh, we were just talking about that the other day. I was there for when when Goku so fought Frieza for like is, five episodes or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, this is another way to date myself. So we right, built uh, banned future actually, classic in chat. He says the Digimon anime was better than the Pokemon anime. Um, excuse uh, me. No, I I'd say Digimon too. Excuse me. Excuse me? Where, At least it actually people? had a plot other than Ash not aging for 20 years. This is all... Okay, that was a little weird. They should have aged that boy. That was a little weird. I'll give you that. I'll give if you anything, that. If anything, he reverted because, like, in the later animes, he's, like, back to being, like, 10. That's true. I'll give you uh, that. I'll give you that. I don't know if I have anything else in here. I, want, I have my I want, dice sets and stuff. I want Ash Ketchum's uh, face cream. That Holy boy got no shit. wrinkles. Oh, my God. Okay, what we got? I don't know. Oh, I know what this is. So it's scratched out, but this is Dexter's Laboratory for the Game Boy Color. No shit. I remember uh, that, dude. I never played that game. Mickey's Racing Adventure in black and white. Nice, nice. And then the OG. Oh, you kind of that was like one of the first games I bought too. Was Tetris? You remember Paperboy? They had Paperboy on. I never played Paperboy, yeah. but I've heard about it. Yeah, they had Paperboy. That was awesome. That is great, what else dude. Is in here? I don't even know what all's in here. I haven't been here. What the fuck? There's Jenga in here. Dude, he's got. <laughs> we are deep, literally deep diving under Zion. I haven't bed opened right this now. drawer in like a year, dude. I swear <laughs> to God. He's just taking out all this shit. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, what what's, is what's happening it? right now? <laughs> in terms of just the show, yeah. Overall, Pokemon false. Yeah. Oh, uh. God, I don't even remember what the name of this was. We sat. We. Dude, I'm blown away that you're really into card games, man. That's so cool. Like, okay, this one was uh, so the nerd group with me and Bleach and Zabel and them. We all used to play cards together, and there uh -huh. was like a big group, like ten of us, that all played together. Uh, this one's called Force of Will, and it was the same kind of deal with the commander style of stuff, except you could have uh, up to like four of each card. Okay. The card arts were this in this game were wild. That's what got us into this game. Whoa. Yeah. That looks dope. It looks like Yu-Gi-Oh, but like better art. Well, yeah, so you had, like, a leader card, and then you mm -hmm. had, um... Let me see if I can find... So, speaking of card games, have you played Witcher 3, right? I've played a lot of Gwent, yes. Okay, I was about to ask. So, did you play... I played, I played Witcher 3 just for Gwent, actually. I, that does, I was about to ask you that. I don't think... I was not surprised me. So, what was your favorite deck in Gwent? Uh, I just built Endgame and played the, uh... uh you a monster deck? Uh, no, or I did. Niflheim or Niflgard no, or whatever. No, I, I like Nifgard. deep dive and got like all the cards and ended up just making like the solid deck of just the legendary people. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you were in it. That makes sense, man. Well, all right. So what what about card games? Did you like try and go pro? Were you thinking like, I'm going to go pro doing so, this or? No, I've never wanted to try to go pro. My yeah. issue is I've always had a... You can attest to this because I've blown a lot of money on your stream. Uh, I have Sitting a problem at 65 with subs right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a financial problem with saying, oh, I just want to spend money and uh, 
opening card packs used to be a gambling issue. Oh, uh, okay. That makes a lot of I sense. I used to open a lot of packs. Uh, Bleach can attest to this. We would go and buy like entire boxes. Uh, and a booster box would be like 118 bucks for like... Jesus. I don't know, like 200, 300 cards. Well, how are you supporting the habit? Were you working at the time? Just chores or what? I was doing chores and I was... Uh, I was actually... So in high school, I did uh, like auto shop. Mm -hmm. I was big in like the mechanic stuff. And uh, I was doing like brake jobs and oil changes for all my friends in high school. And they would like, they would like, originally it started as like buying me lunch. Uh And then after that, it went to, hey, can you just toss me like 10 bucks, 15 bucks? I don't care. I was way underselling myself. Especially for a brake job, dude. Yeah. That should have been like 8,500 bucks. Easily. Easily. But yeah. Hey, man. So you you started gaming, not really. Would you say that card games were like what got you into gaming, or would you say that gaming started with N sixty four? I'd say yeah, I'd say Mario Kart got me into gaming. Okay, I and from racing games, I made a love for just trying out new stuff and playing games with my friends. Right, and uh, not having online, I always just played campaigns over and over and over so i was big into rpgs okay then we got into warframe and i deep dived into that right and i played that and then I destiny came you. out right yeah Basically. so give me one second i can do uh we haven't set up screen share in the stream yet, no have we yet. haven't set up screen share yet no not, this is it. the first podcast so we'll we'll add what we need afterwards We'll make a little note. Stream, chat, don't don't forget. We need to add screen share on here. So the last time I played Warframe was April 24th, 2018 on Steam. Oof. And I have 872 hours played. Oof. That's a lot. And then, <laughs> if you go to D2, I have double that. Yikes. But that's, I mean, I think everybody did. Especially in Destiny has this weird thing. And this is what actually one topic I want to talk to you about. What do you think the main driving force for everybody like i everybody i talk to doesn't just play like oh i play five hours here and there a week on destiny like everybody plays 20 plus hours a week easily and I, it's like yeah because it- you gotta they have all the different stuff you gotta stay caught up on quote unquote the grind and right i just got burnt uh as far as i loved doing i got into pvp and yeah was, that's how me and you met we started playing pvp together yeah i don't know i don't remember how i met feature in k-state i remember they got into sniper so my first d2 clan with bleach and all the boys was shadow snipers oh shout out to shadow snipers yeah we uh they've actually changed i think now they're like the shadow collective Ooh. Um, but not a lot not a lot of the same guys still play in there a bunch of us branched off and tried doing our own thing and Mm. we had that clan we had fun fortunate which those guys are still going that's like asriel danny yep um low gang or not low low gang but low fish keeney and the crew that are all the pvp guys yep shout out to you then guys. there was there was me dove uh duhv i think he still streams on twitch um gjp who definitely still streams on switch i was mm-hmm. watching him do a trials carry yesterday doing an ep and in game chat, you guys brought me in. I brought K State then level because uh, I was vaping and I. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. So for people who are just listening right we now, were doing, so wait, we were doing escalation protocol. Yeah, we were doing. That's exact. All right, that's exactly it. Because I guess we were probably going for at that point. They didn't. They hadn't brought the armor back, so it was just the. Uh, it was that shotgun. Was, you guys yeah, going we for that going shotgun? For the, or I, I mean, I was going for the 
I was probably going for the SMG because I didn't get that thing for a long time. Yeah, for people who are just listening, Future Classic just typed in the Twitch chat. Uh, so if they were doing EP. I So this is when I started. Re I really got into streaming with Destiny 2 on PC. That's really what got me kind of like into streaming. Because I played a lot of Destiny 2 on PS4 before it came out. Like, I think it came out on PC like um, two months later or whatever. And then I had been playing a lot um, of D1. And then when it came out on PC, it's like, you know what? I'm taking the jump. Better graphics. You know, better FPS. Looks good. I already know what to do. You got me because I didn't build my desktop mm -hmm. until Forsaken. Okay. And then at Forsaken, I full sent and just said, fuck it. We're getting into this. Because right. Bleach was like, hey, come play this. Try this out. I think the first game I played a session with him, I played through the campaign in mm -hmm. like three and a half, four hours. It doesn't take long. Yeah. Uh, killed you know who and yep. then uh ended up just starting to play pvp and some other stuff after i got some kits yeah and then i think the next day i played like 14 hours straight actually so i'll revise what i said earlier i did actually miss work for d2 oh that, see that the very truth first comes day, out like, that very first day i called out and i was like hey uh i like bullshitted i was like i'm i'm puking or something and i, <laughs> I can't come in and I just slept because I had stayed up 14 hours playing D2. Dude, that's what I was talking about. Destiny has this weird thing where they just suck you in. And there's nothing like you just, especially when you start a new, like a new campaign. I don't know if it's the visuals or it's the artwork or if it was the, the in-game systems. I don't know what the hell it was, but it just sucks you right in. And you can't do anything about it, man. And it's like until you stop just full stops playing, like I felt like that's I literally had an addiction to it. I'm wary of getting back into it because the fun guys have asked me back in and I've said it repeatedly that the only reason I would go back in is I liked that game for PvP. Right. I did a lot of PvE stuff. I did all the raids. I did all the prestige raids. Uh, I had almost every exotic that was out at the time up until about quarters of time, which is when I stopped playing. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I... Actually, I don't think... I missed two. I remember I didn't do Xenophage because that whole quest with that thing yeah, was that thing's a mess. dumb. Yeah, it was stupid. And then... Bastion, which was involved with the corridors, I was like three quarters of the way through it, and I was just like, nah, dude, I just want to go play PvP, I'm out. Yeah. And then I was just getting toxic on PvP, so I was like, nah, I'm gonna take a break, and then taking yeah. a break turned into Apex, and uh, we were playing Hunt, and there was another game, I don't remember what it was, but we just I got pulled away, and then I was just like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm, I'm yeah. not toxic right now. I'm I'm chilling. Yeah. I think the same thing happened to me. I got really tired of having to do a lot of PvE stuff to get the best guns for PvP. Because I just wanted to play PvP. That was my favorite thing in Destiny 2. But I didn't like... I, I played every single raid. And I played the heroic versions is. of every raid. In D1, I played every raid. But in D2, I didn't like any of the raids. And I didn't want to get the raid gear to get better weapons. You know what I'm saying? Like It just yeah, it pissed me off. What's sad is, even right now... You could still hop on after an 80 gig download, go get Mountaintop and Recluse, and still bob heads probably. I mean, I have both of them. I Even mean, post nerf, they are still discussed. Like Mountaintop, Recluse, Revoker. Right. That kit set, being able to swap them. Yeah, I've got all of them. That's that's the thing is that sucked Ooh. though. Is like the the uh -oh. armor and everything too. Future. D2 raids compared to D1 raids in night and day better. I think, no, there's there's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. I think D1 oh, is absolutely better. Yeah, I think D2 lacked the creativity of D1. And I think it like they missed the mark on the actual um, encounters themselves. Like the boss mechanics were, 
even like uh the I'm not gonna say the name, but the the boss for the what was that? The first was the first D two raid. Um, what was that guy called? It was on the ship on the Leviathan. Callus. Callus, yeah. So that 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 whole all of that stuff, the stuff with the dogs, the dog park was probably the only part that was actually like kind of cool because it wasn't really a lot of fighting. It was all about kind of dogs, coordination. It was yeah, coordination of two people up yeah. top eyeballing and making sure you don't get ran into and just everybody yep. gets instant. Yeah, that part was and pretty Prestige, cool. Prestige levy was fun too, but yeah, different but strats. In D one, the Siva raid is where they really like. I feel like that was the culmination of all their best stuff, and everybody's gonna say. It was King's Fall. The King's Fall raid was the best. Yada, yada, yada. Blah, blah, you blah. You lost me at D1. So okay, well, regardless. So this raid called... It was the Siva fight. That one, I think that whole raid encounter was probably the best. Because it had, like, the coolest aesthetics, the best boss mechanics, better coordination. It had this giant thing where, like, this giant ship was coming at you. So you had a timed event. Like, it was like... They added all these cool mechanics in one boss. Like, one, one raid. And I thought that was the coolest part. Um, Siva was amazing. King's Fall was wild. Dude, yeah, King's Fall was definitely wild when it came out, though. 100%. 100%. Because nobody knew what to do. It was a wild west, bro. But um, one thing I really wanted to ask you, too, man, was what... So you're a construction worker. What brings you gaming? And what started you streaming? Let's start with that. What? Why stream? Uh, I don't know. I just figured, hell, I've been playing all this much. I'm playing... And so I work 60 hours a week and then right. I'm playing another, I don't know, 25 to 30 hours a week. Right. And then spending eight hours of my day on the weekends. Yeah. Just gaming. If I'm just sitting here doing it already, why not record it? Right. There's bound to be clips or funny moments. And yeah. plus it's just me vibing with the boys or girls in Filipina and a couple other people's case. Yeah. Uh, why not? Yeah, I mean, that's... I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't originally know if my internet would support it, and I remember telling you guys about for like eight months. Dog, yeah, the dog shit internet, <laughs> being like, yeah, I ain't gonna do it. And then I finally got my mom and dad to do an internet upgrade, and I was like, oh hey, you know what? Let's get it. And then four times zero is still zero, but now I can actually stream. Hey man, bit. you can stream though, and it works. I mean, that's the thing is like, yeah. I feel like I mean, obviously when you started streaming. Everybody was fucking happy because we had been asking you to stream for months and months and months and months. Well, and you stuff. had Yin, Yin had mentioned it, and then uh, Ace and Filipina at that point because we'd already been doing Apex quite a bit, right? And uh, you yeah, guys who don't know, Ace is actually a buddy of mine. I was in the Marine Corps, and he was a buddy of mine. He was actually in my platoon at boot camp. We kept in touch. And then he was out of a unit of mine. And then when he got out, he started streaming. I, what's it been for him? Like a year? Maybe not even. Something like that. Um, I can go to his channel. It's got to be like a, less than a year. I think less than a year. And this is a hard. I think he's just under you for followers. Probably. So him and his, they do a cool thing. Him and his wife, they both stream together on his and her. No, that's not the right one. Heartbreak yeah, Ace you're 7. At, you're at 240 and he's at 180. Right. Um, but. Uh, videos. I can't remember what I can't remember what his first raid was or his first stream was. All videos. I remember freaking out though because I think it was just him and then Filipina got into it. But they play Apex together, which I think is awesome, dude. Like that's really cool. That I wish my wife would stream one, sometimes. The oldest one I can see is learning to play Apex with her, and it's two months ago. Two but months I know ago. they've been streaming longer than that. Okay, gotcha. Well, not uh, bad. So you started streaming basically just because you're. Th that's the same reason I started streaming. It was like, I'm already putting I'm this already time in. It. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm already doing this. Chair. Why yeah. not try to just 
make memories out of it. Right. I'm the same way. I, I did it. I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted, hey. when I first started streaming, I really wanted to, I was like, I'm going to be the next ninja. I, I think everybody has that like thing in their back of their head. It's like you, there's two compartments. Like one compartment is like, I'm going to have fun. I'm just going to do this. It's going to be good. The second compartment is like, what if it's like the lottery? You're like, what if I win the lottery? What if I become ninja? Oh my God, I can quit my job and I could be awesome. Yeah. Like, but that's not the case for a lot of streamers. I think what 0.002% of every streamer gets big enough where they can support themselves. So I'm on I'm on their page and I'm uh, looking at the first video that's live on their channel. I don't think this is the first time they streamed Apex because they're like level 50. Hmm. And Bleach and I were playing with them from when they were like level one. Well, so. Twitch automatically deletes some of your past broadcast over time because it's gotcha. not going to hold on to all that stuff. Even if you go on your stream, there's probably some that are already deleted. If you don't save them, oh, they my, just delete them. My first one's still up. I would save that just so I, that we I can look back it. on it in the future. Um, um, we'll have to do that later. Yeah, we'll do that later. <laughs> one thing I wanted to ask you too is like, do you listen to a lot of podcasts at all? Like, what makes you want to podcast? Uh, You're gonna be my co-host, <laughs> so we got this. Is a big question, bro. We got to so, see what do you want to be a podcast. I do listen to podcasts. Okay. So I listen to the. <laughs> all right, this is like all right. This is all right. Hold your thought. This is like everybody's dirty laundry right here. It depends on what podcast you listen to. It's like you get you get. I I feel like you get put into a category, and I'll tell you mine. You tell me yours, and I'll tell you mine. What okay. you got? What you got? What do you listen to? So I listen to a lot of. <laughs> this is gonna be weird. All right, come on, come on. I'm pretty clean cut. I don't smoke, right. chew, do any of that. I chewed one time in high school, and the cop made me swallow it, and then I had oh. a. Goonies moment and threw that shit up, Bruh. but uh, Yikes. I uh, I drink a little bit here and there. All obviously, right, right. twenty one, called twenty two now, but it's still weird to say. Old as fuck. Yeah, I'm getting their boomerang. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I listen to like the Misfits, their group on YouTube. So uh -huh. Fitz, Swagger Souls, Zuckles, Toby on the Telly. Okay. Uh, they have they've had a podcast. They're up to like a hundred episodes now. They're all a bunch of potheads. They're all best friends, right. and they just have stories from them traveling and. What's the podcast called? The Misfits Podcast. The Misfits Podcast. Shout out to the Misfits Podcast. That's awesome. I listen to them. I listen to Cold Ones, which is Chad Anything for Views, and they okay. literally just bring on content creators and get smashed and just okay. talk about stuff. Uh, that one was good. I think they actually ended Cold Ones not too long ago because they were worried about Corona. They couldn't have too many guests on and whatnot. Right. Rather than go like the Zoom or Discord route like this, they were just like, no, nah, we're too fucked. It gets rid of our whole uh, like idea because they were just having everybody show up, sit around a table, get drunk, and do ideas. They had one where they had Michael Reeves from Offline TV show up. Dang. And he, built, he built them a taser cup. A what? <laughs> Yeah, so they're all what? about drinking and whatnot, and he built them a taser cup, so you would have to slam it, and it was all about trying to skull it, and you would have to try to skull the cup before the timer went off, and no. if the timer went off, it would tase you, so it was like, no. it was a contest between you and your boys to try to drink it, it's on the podcast live, they recorded it. Oh no, that sounds terrible. It's uh, <laughs> actually terrible. got it, I saved it on my spotify playlist uh they have a demonetization cup where anything that demonetizes them on youtube uh -huh. they would have to pour stuff into the drink and it was a mix of like whiskey 
vodka, tequila, beer, all in one cup. They made it the demonetization cup. And uh-huh. at the end of the podcast, they chugged it, and the dude is retching in the background while Ooh. they're ending the podcast. <laughs> Yikes. It's so bad. Uh, where is... Taser cup. There it is. I'm going to share it. Copy link. So Let's here's the see. link to the Taser cup. But yeah, um, I listened to those two. Uh-huh. Uh, I've listened to... I haven't listened to like Joe Rogan or any of that stuff. Right. What else have I got? Super Mega. Super Mega What's cast Super is Mega? So Super Mega is uh, two guys, Matt and Ryan. They started their own individual channels. Um, they actually had a third guy, but he passed away. And then they broke off from their individual channels and just wanted a new restart. Right. And they started Super Mega. And they have a podcast. They do Let's Plays. And they do. Uh, they did a lot of video editing for Game Grumps. Okay. And uh, they just did their thing. I listened to them. They're kind of cool guys all these guys kind of play together uh so yeah most of the like stuff i listen to is of the quote-unquote scuffed variety okay see i listened to i got into podcasts probably i want to say like two years ago i wanted something to like do while i was walking and working out and like um like when i first started getting into that's what i do is i just listen to them while i'm driving too yeah in between jobs when i'm driving a three hour drive yeah i do the same thing so basically it started as when i was starting to work out i needed time to basically like when i was walking my dog or if i was doing cardio or whatever i needed something else to do because i I couldn't watch the little screen at the gym that was boring as fuck and i couldn't deal with you know uh just walking in silence i needed to have like my mind going too so i started with what everybody starts with is the joe rogan podcast everybody did that one so i started with that um because i like the fact that he has a lot of different people on i think that's the interesting part like i would listen to a lot of like the scientists that be on there that's what kind of got me into it he'd just be asking scientists a bunch of questions then from there i moved into uh the jocko podcast who's an ex so he's an ex-navy seal and he does a leadership podcast. podcast his podcast is awesome because he goes over like leadership podcast and as obviously as a you know a marine like that's awesome because he like goes to businesses um yeah jocko with his 4 a.m wake up good shout out shout out to the jocko podcast um but he's kind of like a motor he's not really he's a motivator right he's a motivational person but more importantly like his podcast like there's a um there's a podcast series he did i want to say like two months ago where he goes over the boer war which is like the South Africans versus the British, basically, when the uh, South African natives were rebelling. They were called the Boers. And he goes over what went, what, like, it was like the, the start of modern combat, basically. And he goes over every single detail, goes over this book, his interactions, what happened to the SEAL teams, like, that kind of shit was awesome. And what I've recently been listening to now, and this is what I'm gonna probably get some flack for, is the, uh, the Jordan Peterson. Uh, podcast and that's an interesting one because he's a psychological like uh podcast kind of guy he kind of breaks oh, down society and his knows Jocko, apparently yeah future knows Jocko. Jocko's the shit Jocko podcast is awesome but really podcasting i think podcasts for me are a good way to kind of get an outside perspective in a way that i usually don't get an outside perspective other than reading books you know and i yeah. since i game a lot i really don't read a lot i should probably get better at that quite honestly but i do listen to a lot of bruh. stuff bro so 
I have a bookshelf. I showed it to Ark uh-huh. uh, when I first started streaming because I wanted him to see part of my setup. So, uh, excuse the bad transition, but this is my bookshelf. Okay. What you been reading? I have a lot of Star Wars, uh-huh. a lot of James Patterson, and a lot of old westerns. Okay. So. I usually, when I read, I think the, I like fantasy fiction. It's my favorite genre to read. And I like, it is what got me into it. Have you ever heard of a series called uh, The Summoner? Summoner. Uh, the Summoner series is good. I also read a lot of like I did a lot of the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, like Drizzt Do Erden series and like uh, uh Spider Queen Wars and all that kind of stuff too. Okay. Eggy star, eggy star, eggy star. What eggy is star, that sound? Star, eggy star. There's Yin. Good lord, Yin. For twelve months now. For those of you just I'll listening. Be- I'll be right behind him. Yeah, in the right there. That badge, That's but. a full year being a follower of Level Day Up. I love you, man. Thank you so much. Is you there... you are the shit. Um, I told him if you wanted to play Halo, we can. I'd have to reinstall it, but yeah, we should definitely get some Halo in later on. That's another thing, dude. So I think speaking of Halo, that game itself is the game that got me into like putting hours in. Yeah, Mister XMLMG. Dude, oh, so let me, let me, hold on. Let me get a little time out here. Let me go over what I mean. Uh, this is a perfect place to talk about my Halo addiction, okay? So we're all, we're all, we're all gaming addicts. It's a safe space, safe space, right? So I played Halo 1, right? And I was introduced to it by a buddy of mine. He had an Xbox, I didn't. And I went over to his house and I beat the entire campaign. I just stayed at his house. I was like, hey, dude, I like this game. Jesus, man. Then I was, I, it's funny, Halo 3 to me was the first game I owned and I played. This is the weird part. Halo 2, again, I didn't own an Xbox. I went to somebody else's house and he was playing World of Warcraft like right next to me. I was sitting on his bed playing Halo 2 online and I leveled him up from like level 1 to level 45 in Team Slayer. And I was like, holy shit, I like this. This is good. I'm good at this game. Yeah. I like this. And then I bought myself an Xbox 360. Halo 3 drops. And I go in. Like, I no go. Life. I know life it, dude. I, My sister's in chat. She can attest to this, dude. I know life that game. I beat the campaign immediately. I went back. I beat the campaign on Legendary right afterwards. And then from there on, I literally played, I want to say, eight hours a day every day. For almost the entire lifespan of the game. Easily. Like it's it's weird to say, but a hundred percent. And I got so into it that I tried to get level 50. So how the scoring worked on online for Halo, which is this is what's different from COD players. We already talked about that, where uh COD players didn't play Halo back then, and Halo players didn't play Call of Duty back well, then. It you just, could have cross like you could have people that played both, but yeah, you had cross most players. People would tend to stick together you you had your you had your like you had your lane you right you had like if you were a halo player like you played halo you know if you had if you're a cod player you played cod that's what you did like back then because the aiming was so different that if you went to if you were halo and then moved to cod you'd be dog shit but if you were cod you went to halo you didn't like the shields and you'd be dog shit and the shooting was weird so because you had like you know uh it wasn't you had to like lead your shots. It was just strange compared to COD where it was like quick scoping and all that shit in COD, you know? Um, so when Halo 3 dropped, 
I was playing all the time. And my favorite was SWAT, MLG, and Snipers. Those are my three favorites. I got so good at Team Slayer that it got yeah, so I'll, boring. I'll agree with Yin. Halo could more easily go to COD because COD's hit scan was just way easier. Exactly, because it was the just Halo, reticle on top. The Halo, like, three to the body, one to the head versus COD, you could just spray and hit head twice and they're yep. gone. Yep. Yep. Yeah, SWAT and was definitely admit, the only way. That's why I like playing COD more and Apex more and Hyperscape more because the TTKs on that game are so cranked up just because the hit scan is you just spray till they're dead yeah or you can snipe till they're dead with a one hit yeah which not saying you can't one hit but when your one hit is a dot of their head versus you can one hit to the body with certain snipers and cod throughout the years yep now so when i played halo i got so this is how bad it was i'm gonna give you a little bit of a breakdown so i played halo back when i was living it was like it was before the marine corps and at the time I was like finishing school and basically all I would do is I go to school, I'd come home, I'd start playing Halo 3. And this is back in my partying days. So I would literally, we would literally play beer pong and then in between beer pong, if you weren't playing beer pong, you were over on the couch playing Halo. And we would do that until like three o'clock in the morning, go to bed, wake up, do it again. And the weekend it was just Halo and beer pong, like all the I time. Did. I did something similar, except I wasn't really that much of a party animal. So mm -hmm. all of us, the boys that were on Black Ops 3 and then World of War 2, we would be up playing Black Ops 3 till like 2 a.m. Right. And back when my sister and I both still lived with our parents, my sister would beat on the wall like 1 a.m. to tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, so I had my room soundproofed and I would still be yelling loud enough. Dude, that's what happened. Dude, I do. My sister can tell you right now. I would get so angry. I would just Plus, call out the my bullshit. Dad's, so my dad's the superintendent for the construction company I work for, right? right? Right, And if I woke him up, my mom would just be fucking livid. Yeah. So uh, I had to tone it down, obviously, on the night times because dad has to be up at like See, that was 4 a.m., 5 a.m. for the last 28 years, even before I was born. Right. So that was the difference when I, I was older. So I was, this is, I'm talking high school into college years. So I had, you know, I had my own space. I'm a place. Like I had my friends over. We would be playing all the time. Just doing just, that's all we did. That was like our life it was basically Halo 3, beer pong, party, beer pong. We would get so drunk and still smash. We played so much Halo. I could do it while my eyes closed. I just knew where the map was, when the spawn timers were, where people were going to be before they knew where they were going to be. I just, it was my one game where I really think like I, if I had just so played it more land. Dude, I was so angry sometimes, dude, because when you, all right. And tell me if I'm wrong here. When you know a game so well, like when you know the spawn times, the gunplay, where you're moving, how you're moving, how other people should move, where the bullets should go, where the ammo should be, where the gun spawn should be, when you know everything about the game, when something breaks the matrix a little bit, you freak out. Because you've played so much, you know how it should be. So it's like you know the sway of how the game should flow. And when something is in the middle of that flow... It's like you freak out. That's what happened to me, dude. That's why I got so angry. Because it was like, I'd go four or five matches. Nothing would be wrong. Nothing would happen. Everything's flowing exactly how it should be. Right into place. No worries. And all of a sudden, somebody would glitch. 
or there'd be lag or somebody would take my gun or that I should have been. Like, you'd have like the hop glitches or hop exact you'd have a glitch. Yeah. What you somebody'd come out of nowhere and just be spraying and praying with a freaking warthog and just wrecking you'd your have, shit. You'd have rooftop snipers up on like whatever that What's the map that's like underneath the bottom of the cliff and it's like all concrete and stuff? I can never remember all the name of All concrete bottom of the cliff. Ugh. The one that's like, I don't know, Yin would probably know what it is. Yin, what do you got, man? Uh, oh, by the way, uh, side note, if you guys type uh, exclamation point giveaway and then three, you should be able to, we're doing a giveaway right now. You got 18 minutes and we're giving away a sticker. I think it was, oh, Rat's Nest. That was it. That was the one. Is that That's the one that's like, it's all concrete. There's like mm -hmm. the underneath the little stairs. It's all in like small little cubby bu buildings. The snipes up top, up by that exploding barrel. Yep. That should be, yeah. I think it's Rat's Nest. I think you're right. But. I've, I haven't played Halo enough to know. Right. So. so, has, this is a great question. Um, bring out, ring around the outside for vehicles. Yep, that was it. Rat's Nest. Um, how has your gaming changed over the years um you That's know obviously surprise. not not from like you've moved from rpgs into fps's but has your have you found like your timing has changed have you found like your uh inclination has changed like yeah so uh, uh that's that's a big question uh, but uh, yeah uh I've gone from doing like RPGs and racing games. I still play racing games all the time. Right. I have Mario Kart on my Switch. I actually bought Octopath on the Switch so I could play it off nice. stream and off PC. Mm -hmm. um, I still I'm not done beating it. I only have like seven of the characters and leveled up a bunch of them. But right. Um, I I don't know. I I like FPS. I like where the state of like gaming is and that it's finally getting more notice and more. You still right. get people that are like. Like when Ninja had the interview a while back of you make five hundred grand in a month, right? And we all know that's like way less than what Shroud makes for sponsors and Easily. deals and everything. Easily, Shroud 100%. and Ninja both, hundred percent. But uh, I like that it's getting more like recognition and it's becoming more commonplace rather than right. just oh you're you're a gamer nerd. That's the thing, dude. That's a great like you got it's a great you statement. got big streamers, big YouTubers like wildcat ninja shroud mm -hmm. playing with nfl players like gronkowski yeah got richard sherman had a character no not richard sherman marshawn lynch had a character in cod in like season um two. who's the guy who plays witcher he plays world of warcraft uh, uh henry cavill uh, yeah henry cavill plays world of warcraft well, That's... not only does he play world of warcraft he has a youtube channel where he built his own pc exactly exactly well like, that's a that's another thing I, that's a great question that's a great statement you made because i grew up at the end of the era where playing a video game was like seen as being a nerd or or like weird or like it was and now uh, you have on the fringe you know what i'm saying like it was, it was very fringe like now, now you have everybody bashing on people that are playing on the old radio radio shack dinosaur fucking TVs, yeah. <laughs> mouth back. Yeah. But now you've got everybody bashing all the Fortnite kids that are trying to be TTV, by the way. And right, you know the craziest part about that too is that it back when I started playing video games, even playing a video game automatically characterized you in this weird, like you're a loser type feel. And now it's so big that it's so natural. It's just like, oh, you play video games. Well, what do you play? It's not a question yeah. of like, then, oh, hey, you play video you. games? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? I it's like, so you know what I mean? When when Black Ops 3 came out on PS4, uh, the back to 
nerding out on that and grinding my ass off on that. Right. I actually met two friends that I played online because of standing outside of GameStop waiting at like 11 o'clock at night. Right. I still play with those guys to this day. So that's the thing, man. It's like it's the the dynamic has changed. And I think that personally, I think it's because of the pro leagues that has kind of brought it into the streamlight. And I I say that lightly because I feel like content creators really were the driving force of normalizing it because you saw it more on YouTube, you saw it more on Twitter, you saw it more on Instagram, you saw it more on Facebook. Over time, it built up as these, um, as YouTube grew, Instagram grew, Twitter grew, as social media grew, so did content creators. It makes everything much more available. Right. It's right there, the snap it, of the finger. Exactly. So, like, I saw, I saw somebody earlier on Twitter saying, uh, you know, Affiliates are the backbone of Twi of Twitch because we make most of the content, but we get the least amount of views out so of yeah, the bigger streamers. But the, the on the sheer amount of of content being created um, normalizes it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it just normalizes it over time. Yeah, your everyday average Twitch affiliate is like ninety nine point nine 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 percent. The partners that actually make enough money to live uh, on Twitch alone, right, are like one in ten thousand, or like oh. ten thousand out of out of like the millions of people okay, that actually stream every day. I, I'm, there's, Devin, there's a statistic. I have this. the I have the statistic too. Twitch I know it. I I don't know what it is offhand, but Devin Nash did a podcast with Wildcat because uh -huh. the Wildcast. So him and Big Jiggly Panda got Devin Nash, and he's like a big podcast YouTuber guy. Right. Uh, he actually owned, I think he owned CLG, and he was like big in the MLG Pro scene, and was like the CEO of it. Right. And then afterwards, he got burnt out on that after learning how to do the company, and uh, he just tries to help people grow. And like his number one thing on that podcast, they talked for like three hours. I watched it, right. or I listened to it when I was driving to Klamath Falls a couple weeks back. They were talking about. If you wanted to grow from zero and go to affiliate partner, all of the above, uh -huh. don't start on Twitch. That's start a, on YouTube. That's a great thing that you just said because right there. Because they have like all the analytics and all the stuff behind it. Right. Twitch's way to find people is dog shit. Not that against Twitch, but their UI and how they have. Oh, I have a search bar that pulls up the highest viewed people yep. per game on a game basis. Yep. So say me and you were playing Hyperscape and we have six viewers each or you have six and I have three. Right. Because that's normally what happens. But uh, <laughs> we have, we, uh, we're 10 minutes of scrolling on your scroll wheel. Yes. If you have a G502, you unlock your scroll wheel and you spin that motherfucker really fast. You wouldn't find us for 10 minutes scrolling. Right, right. And Versus uh, you two, they'll have all the big guys mixed in with little guys right getting even on the recommended channels they're only going to show people who are above 10 or 15 viewers they're not going to show little people it's just not going to happen you want to show up you have to have even the hundreds of concurrent viewer streamers are small yeah even if you're 1000 1500 2000 concurrent viewers you're making it. You're there. You're yes. probably getting close to partner if you have the 75 average viewers. You're, you're, but you're probably making you're money too. Yeah, that's the weird part too. To it's get crazy. To, to get to like the Asmon Gold, Shroud, Ninja level of Tim, Tim the Tapman. XQC, exactly. Summit, exactly. Yeah. To get to that level is so much it's luck. Luck. Yeah, exact. Thank you. Exactly. This is why you're my fucking co-host. So it's true, luck, man. 
hard work. Yes. And what was the other one? It's uh, it's C word. Consistency. Consistency. It's just having your schedule, sticking to it, Mm -hmm. showing up on time, having the same kind of content. Or if you don't let your content get stale, Mm -hmm. but kind of stick with what you do and how you do it. Right. And then go from there. That's the hard part. So I think you you hit on something that was very important, and is the fact that, and this is not bashing any of the big streamers or small streamers or anybody. We're not doing that. But I think Twitch should have an open conversation about where do they want the platform to go? How should they support their big streamers who are bringing in the most money? I mean, let's be honest here. The big streamers bring in the most subs. They bring in the most views. They get into the big con. They get into the big like competitions. You know. It's very rare to find somebody who blows up from Twitch. Right. There's like a couple of cases. There's mm-hmm. one. I don't remember her name. Uh, I mean, you have like the you have the Vine kids that yep. went into YouTube. Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Yep. Yep. Uh, no, they were YouTube. Of... Wasn't Logan Paul and Jake Paul YouTube and then went over to no, Vine? No, they were Vine. Then they were went they YouTube. Vine? Oh, I'm learning yeah, something they had all there. of their following from Vine okay. to YouTube. Okay. And then YouTube, some of them started streaming. Okay. And that just it snowballs and just rolls over. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a weird thing too, is like you have like, uh, obviously to like these Twitch, I would call them influencers. Now shroud is definitely wherever yeah. shroud goes. He brings millions of people. The misfits, like I was talking about, they're always talking about what influencer lifestyle is. Right. And like how it affects their daily life of, they try to just stay like, uh, fits in particular. He has mm. like 7 million subs on YouTube. Right. Right. His sub count, is half of the population of New Zealand where he used to live. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> New Zealand's Damn. a small country. They don't have a big population. So his sub count was like half of his home country. That is crazy. It's insane. And oh. when you have that many people watching you and taking your stuff out of context or using, like, Yeet. I got Yeet from Smitty right. and a couple other big streamers who have brought it back. There was a video on YouTube... Uh, it's from Smitty Wildcat and Wildcat's like whole group playing YouTube, mm-hmm. and Smitty says, uh, "Yeet's making a comeback." Yeet's making a comeback. Yeah, he's like, this is like 2016 or 17. Right, right. And you can you can tell Bleach, or you can ask Bleach because Bleach and I both watch a lot of the same content on YouTube. Uh, we're both fans of, yeah. Well, here. Yeah, let me. You. Yeah, send it, send it, send it in the link. Let me see it in the chat. No sounds, bitches. <laughs> I turned them oh, off. I turned them off for the it. stream. Yeah, I just, just turned them off. Back. Not scumbag, dude. We don't want to be putting this on YouTube uh, and everybody's like, why the fuck are they keep screaming yeet? Nah. <laughs> Every- I mean, you could just lower the sound in chatbot too if you needed to. Oh, it would be. Uh, have to be. That's, it is low. It is very low. It's just well, non-existent yeah, right now. Level because even on chatbot, <laughs> some of the commands I ripped off that uh, sound button site are just holy crap yeah, it's up max, there dude got, like max gain on there it is but, it is up there uh <laughs> culture and being able to bring old memes or old like content stuff right. back that's insane like one guy posted a video that's got like eight million views right and now people are saying yeet again i started saying yeet because of smitty and swagger souls right well that's a, so that's a that's a great question so i think when it comes to growing on anything and this is just in life like let's just take let's say you wanted to pick up bowling right for example let's just say you want to be a bowler let's just put it in that that terminology if you're gonna be a bowler you have to practice every day 
And when you practice every day, you have to get better at your craft. You have to enjoy what you're doing. And then on top of that, you have to also push yourself. If you do those four things, you will naturally get better at what you can replace the word bowling with anything. You can get better at writing, reading, gaming, okay, working so out, found, whatever. I found a clip. It's part of a compilation, but like the first 10 seconds of this video is... Is that the yeet sound? It's them. No, it's them talking about. You're saying yeet. Yeah, man. Yeet's making a comeback. Oh, yeah. Shut the hell up. Oh, they're just talking making a comeback. Yeet's making a comeback. Yeet's making a comeback. And that's obviously a big streamer. That's another thing about influencers. Like, it's the same thing on Twitch, too. It's like, if you're an influencer, obviously, you can, what you say, can either put it out of context or, like you said, they can make a word come back from the dead, basically, or they can uh, make a new word or a new way of saying things. And that's kind of the cool part about being an influencer. I feel like the only downside to being an influencer, and this is what this is going to I'm going to flow into this. Follow me here. This is one reason yeah. I actually like Joe Rogan. And it sounds cliche, but he doesn't take himself too seriously. He just makes the content and tries to do the best he can. Right without the extra stuff. I never wanted to be a content creator that makes content because I want to make it for like for money. You know what I'm saying? No. I want to make content for myself. I guess is really I'm here for a good time. Yeah. Make funny shit happen. Yep. And maybe bop some heads and make cool clips like the two yeah. the 180 Kraber clip is the most viewed thing on my channel. That thing's awesome too, dude. That was a dope and shot. The the one that I, I actually goofed and did it in highlights instead of clips, so I never fixed it. Mm -hmm. But the one where I hit the dude in the riot off the bumper pad, chasing him. That was dope, too. And then the slam for the dub. That's the other right. one. So And just, yeah. When it comes down to it, the goal, and I, I'm guessing you're sharing the same sentiment as me, is like, you know... When I first started streaming, I wasn't. I was trying to make a lot of content. I had that thing, and I told you earlier in the stream. Um, I had that thing in the back of my head, right? Where I was like, "I'm gonna make cool stuff and focus on just making cool stuff for myself that I like, and then maybe build a community around that." Maybe, but then there's yeah. always that thing. Anybody who streams, they have this thing in the back of their head. You're not doing. You're you're obviously doing it because you hope it goes somewhere, but you don't know if it's going to. So it's like you yeah. have to take a little bit of a step in the dark. Little tiny step in the dark. Like, is this gonna like, go somewhere? Maybe it will. I hope. So it's a little bit like that, watching, that flicker of like of flames. You know what I'm saying? Watching this odd back and Bleach has actually been harassing me about it. I don't look at my camera that much because I'm huh? still not used to it. Yeah, see? I this... try not to. I mostly look at my second monitor because I'm usually looking at somebody else's stream. Right, right. Or I'm looking at or Discord chat or something, or something like that. Yeah. yeah, or chat. Right. But I'm trying to work on it and get better and look at channel. Well, it's straight. I mean, it's a weird thing, though. Like, yeah, you're it's literally... having a conversation that's one sided. You're right. Yeah. Here's the weird part. You're sitting in a desk surrounded by a bunch of electronics that are made in like Taipan or whatever. And producing a lot of heat. And so producing heat. Like, and there's light coming at you. And you got lights that are on your face. And you're looking at this weird little box. And it's all looking at you funny. Yeah. And then there's nobody looking back at you. And it's like this. It's like, uh, what is a thing from Terminator? It's, uh, they're just, you know. Skynet's just looking, you're looking at Skynet and having a conversation with Skynet all of a sudden. But you know that there's people on the other end. That's the cool part about now. I couldn't imagine, like when I was playing Legend of Zelda, I thought that gaming 
at the time was going to be you're going to continue to go to other people's houses and like that's how you game multiplayer yeah. no one could have foreseen that we'd be playing with people in split screen cardboard so you can't screen rape me yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I love the meme of the like brothers playing and the ones literally got a cardboard box yep. on his head and it, like, so that way it. they can't see each other's screen that's I exactly Dude, that's how it used to be, though. That's exactly how it was. And that's the thing. Like Back when I was younger, I thought that was the way you did it. Like, that was multiplayer. Like Up to four oh, people. No, we just, like, Ooh. We just screen-raped each other anyways. Of course, everybody does. Anybody who says they didn't screen-watch is a liar. Okay? Quite, quite, yeah, I remember like <laughs> they were a liar. Black Ops 2 knife-only games with friends and just doing us. And uh, either online or just doing having all of us land and being like, one monitor here, one monitor here, big TV here. Everybody would watch the TV and just fuck that guy. Yup. Every <laughs> single person. And that's how it goes, dude. It's just how it goes, man. But that's gaming. You know, I think... So, I'm going to give you some my of my... What got me into gaming, right? First things first. Like, I don't view gaming like other people view gaming. And this is going to sound cliche, but I like... I would love to talk to, like, game developers, game artists game uh like the gameplay makers themselves yeah people are like fall guys fall Fall guys literally made a meme out of the whole tim not getting a dub thing yeah and it went viral espn was talking about it all the other big (laughs) did they talk about it it. (laughs) yeah espn was like games without tim getting a dub they had a tracker oh no (laughs) like days and hours of how long tim had been playing fall guys on espn He peaked at like 345,000 viewers in one stream oh my trying God. to get a dub, and then he finally got it. Dude, that's so crazy. And there was memes of like the people in the bar watching a soccer game, but instead it was Tim's uh, gameplay on the big TV, <laughs> and it's the whole bar lighting up watching him get his dub oh, finally. No. There's, it was bad. Dude, that's terrible. But that's, you know, I think gaming to me, like, all right. Uh, one of the first games I ever played like a, in a big way was uh, Lineage 2. This is before Halo, right? This is before I even knew what an... And it's an MMO. It's a Korean MMO. It is old school. I actually... It was the first time I actually upgraded my PC on my own. Um, I think I was 12 or 13. I was young. Whatever I was. I was young when it came out. And I remember talking to my mom. I'm like, Mom, please. Let, I'm saving up money. Like, Let me get this graphics card. I didn't even know what a graphics card was at the time. I was like, hey, I need this so I can play this game at higher graphics. Yeah. Like speaking of, I uh I think I decided I'm gonna yeet the uh thirty seventy or thirty eighty. Do the thirty eighty bro. Just two hundred dollars extra. Issue. I'm gonna do thirty seventy. I think I I think I'm gonna do thirty seventy because then if I have to upgrade CPU, I was looking online and we uh, don't have the benchmarks yet. So I'm gonna wait until like two weeks after and wait till those out. come out dude for sure. But yeah two weeks or so wait till like the 20th uh oh shit jordan got it jordan got it you got a sticker jordan (laughs) queue up we're gonna do a giveaway uh, for subs only by the way in a little bit gotcha Um, uh yeah yeah, the uh i totally just lost train of thought because that squirrel god damn (laughs) got you all right here's all right let me go back to lineage 2 here so when i play lineage 2 i just got into multi like what an MMO was. It was the first game where I realized like, oh, a game is more than just playing with another person or the gameplay mechanics. There's a story. There's a story. Yeah, there's more, there's it's an experience. There's artwork. There's there's music. There's this culmination of a team of thousands of people coming together to make a single thing that's enjoyed by millions of people. 
and that's cr that that concept really got me into gaming because like if you listen to the lineage 2 soundtrack today like that's a full score that's a great yeah that's a great piece of artwork well, by itself to, i used to listen to after i stopped playing guild wars i would still listen to the guild wars like in-game music mm. or i would do um obviously i don't do it now because i stream and i have to have all that stuff disabled i actually right. went i wanted to mention to you a couple of my videos have been getting hit for uh the dmca dcma like, or whatever it's called yeah i've had like five hits so far and i'm like holy shit okay maybe i should uh have you put it on Spotify. youtube or what no just just on like my channel looking back at my videos right, right. like five or six of them are all sound has been muted dude they're getting asked so i want to tell you so i come from i'm gonna give you a little bit of background on me all right so i um i started playing music like i've always had this inclination to do more creative things i uh i started when i was younger i drew a lot i did a lot of artwork um and then i got into guitar i played a lot of guitar tried to write my own music and i've always had this like inclination to to try and create things and be a content creator, which is probably why I started leaning towards like the artwork and development side of gaming, because that interested me a lot, like how people came up with these ideas, which is kind of one of the reasons I'm starting this podcast is to yeah. pick people's brains about like, what are the inner workings behind your design choices? Why did you choose this artwork and not this artwork? Why did you go with this music score, and not that music score? So anyways, backtracking. Um, going into no 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 hold what? on what I want to hear about you being in a fucking band because you've told me about it. Okay, times. all right. So all right. So I've played. So but I've never gone into that full depth. So so I've played. I've played music for a long time. I've played. I play guitar, and I wouldn't say I'm actively playing guitar right now. Uh, AKA I haven't touched it in like a year. But yeah, I've, I have to dust mine off and restring it and yeah, retune it. I've I played have guitar. How old are you? I'm 22. I've played guitar for 14 years now. So I would have been eight when you started. Yes. So I played guitar for a long time. And then um, I really got, I actually, and then I also have vocals. So I started guitar and I did vocals. I really, I'm a big metal fan. Like I love metal music. It's just. Yeah, as it can just, be noted. Uh, what was the I one you recommended metal. to me? I have a pod. Like I'm going to do a shameless plug. I have a Spotify playlist. And it's called Brutal Metal AF. Okay. And it is my favorite tunes, my workout playlist. And it's it's just brutal metal. Like you're not gonna understand any of the words, people. All right, you're not. But it is like just music that gets me so hyped. But I love metal. So I I actually ended up making a band when I was six I wanna say no, I was driving, so sixteen. And I made a metal band and we played like one shitty gig at an ice rink of all places and we rocked the house it was awesome dude it was me a drummer and a guitarist we all played we made our we made our two originals and we played pull harder on the strings of your martyr by trivium and then we also played a godsmack song i can't remember which one it was off the top of my head um but anyways we played that and i really got into metal and then i joined the marine corps and music kind of went by the wayside for a while and then after that i uh I ended up with my family. We opened up a school of rock. So we taught kids and adults how to play music as a business. And how to use a Behringer. Cough, cough. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's what got me into, I, I got into sound equipment. I got into playing different instruments. I got into leading bands, working on bands, all that stuff, dude. 
And um, so I was actually in an adult, the adult band. It's called Grad School. I was in it for four years. I played in this band. We played everything from I wearing a Jimi Hendrix shirt right now. Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. We played a lot of like classic rock, just tons and tons of classic rock. And I learned to play drums. So for the past four and a half years, I've been playing drums now. Unfortunately, the school is closed now. So we, you know, COVID just put the nail in the coffin on that thing. And uh, so now I don't have a drum set. So now I'm stuck without playing any drums. Um, my so anyways i played music for forever dude and it's my one thing where i can just go on stage and just jam out like that's why it's i'm guessing i learned a lot of skills from playing music and being on stage and being in front of people that's why i don't mind doing it on twitch like i don't care you know what i'm saying it's like i played in front of 200 people thousand people you know on stage it, this is nothing you know what i'm saying like yeah, this is this is me in, in my favorite spot in my house hanging out. You know what I mean? Um, but that performance side of things, and I like how things come creatively. I like how things come together. Like the sound guy, like on a music, like for music, the sound guy, the equipment, your player skill, the crowd interaction, the front man, I never all did that stuff together. Live, but I did uh, mariachi and. Uh, like normal bass you, guitar. Were you in a? Did you say you're in a mariachi band? No. Question I mark. Did. I was I was in mariachi class. Okay. But I never did a band. Okay. Uh, one of my friends on cross country did a band, uh, and they actually went to like a bunch of events and stuff eventually. But uh, I had an old six string normal one. Okay. And then I also learned how to play the uke and. Oh. Uh, I haven't played either in like two years, but I could re probably restring them and get them tuned back up and start playing again. Right. I've been thinking about it, but I just I never have time. I'm working full time and well, streaming a game. That's so. Just that's one feeling. thing. You're, that's a great segue. And the next thing I wanted to ask you is like, how are you dealing with creating content, being a Twitch streamer, and and balancing with your job? I would love to know because I have, I have my so, inclinations as well. Yeah. So. I get up at 4.30 to 5 a.m. I make breakfast and lunch, throw it in my lunchbox, eat breakfast, start driving to work, 20 minute drive, go to work, help mm. load up trucks. Uh, Ty, dead guy in the chat, can actually attest to this because he's actually one of my foremen at work. Okay. The guy we play ESO with works with me. He's one of, gotcha. my, he's one of the flat work foremen for our crew. Uh, and he's fucking awesome. I love working with him because it's just a riot. He's Shout out to guy. dead guy in chat. Yeah, he and I both play. Uh, he plays ESO. He's actually been no lifing satisfactory recently because he just likes the satisfactory. What is that? It's a fact like a factory building. Like a factory game. builder. Okay. Yeah, you make a bunch of like automated RTS stuff, and it just like you craft stuff and kill mobs huh. and do a bunch of stuff. Oh shit! Okay. Bleach stuff. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Thanks for the sub, Bleach, like half, by the way. Half of our crew actually games. And I think, like, the more recent side of it is work, busting ass, and doing this 60 hours a week for the last, like, three months out of the year, four right. months out of the year. Uh, gaming is, gaming and streaming now is my stress release. I come home at the end of the day uh, and I just want to play. Yeah. I just want to game and talk to people. That's it. Because right. I work all day. I'm yelling at people. I'm getting yelled at by people. Yep. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Yep. I'm beating steel into the ground, and then I'm working and trying to get stuff done so that way we can go home at the end of the day and not be tired as fuck. Right. Which most of the time we go 
home tired as fuck anyways. Right. That's the thing, dude. We actually, we actually did a job with, uh, I did a job with Ty last week, and that was another one that we worked. We were on that job at 7 a.m., and we left that job at 6 p.m. Wow. And we were building <laughs> uh, walls for an intersection, and uh, it's like they tore out all of the like the main paving in the intersection and we were building walls to be a reinforced planner for uh -huh. that way people can't drive right up onto the gutter and stuff and whatnot right um, right in too much detail but it's oh, it's basically a lot of work right yeah my job's yeah. rough right but gaming and streaming now is my way of come home at the end of the day saw yeah i know you guys did right. that all week i just right. did it for one day i've been on that job with you on and off on the weekends but right so basically and this dead guy in chat you can also attest to this is basically you guys so you bust your ass all day and so in streaming and gaming is like you're just like you're we call i call it the woosah moment like you just whoo, yeah relax. so my dad has kind of a uh, he has two like slogans that he's taught me since i was a little kid mm -hmm. if you're gonna do something do it right the first time right and dirty hands makes clean money so yeah getting your That's ass beat one. dealing with rusty metal stakes or having your hands covered in concrete mud and then washing them off and my hands have gotten so much calluses and cuts and scrapes and right. scars since i started doing this job in the last two years if you'd told me that i was going to be streaming right while working a full 60 hour a week job I would have called you crazy. Dude, and that is, I want to tell you, and I know you're going to blush, but that's some fucking dedication, dude. That's a lot. That's a lot of hours you're putting into a job that's manual labor, that's kicking your butt, and then to come home and stream and and be as entertaining and engaging that you are. Dude, fucking kudos to you. I'm not 100%. that entertaining. I just eat and play Shut games. the hell up. Take the compliment. <laughs> the compliment dude oh man a uh, uh, shameless plug uh, you can find him live on uh, twitch.tv forward slash zion yeet y e e t calling you plug af plug af bro what can i say man well i want to hype you up you're my co-host man you're the shit um i'll get in there so my gaming habits have changed over the years because you got to realize i've been gaming for 25 years that's a long time that's a long ass gaming time longer I've been alive. Exactly. So obviously as life goes on and this is not even, it's going to change again too. Cause my wife and I plan on having kids. So it's going to change again. Right. Baby but AF. exactly. Baby AF. Um, so I start, I think everybody does the same uh, from what I've seen and from who I've talked to and what I've seen online. I think everybody goes through the same type of thing. They start young when they're young, they have nothing but time. So they gain most of it. They spend your, seven hours on average you're just gaming your ass off then you get that job or you go to college and now your gaming turns into this kind of stress relief right it turns into this thing where it's like something that you do extra on top of your normal duties and yep. then from there you start getting a career and that's a difference not a job you get a career you get a thing that you like this is what i do and now yeah, gaming so transforms like for me it transformed not into just a stress relief thing now it's also a an outlet like it's a um like a it's more than just stress relief now it's it's a it's a it's way creative it's a creative outlet that's exactly it. it's a creative outlet for me to be able to express myself outside of my normal like i'm a i'm a, I'm a sales guy out dude. of the office and 
bada bing bada boom yeah. here i am in another office but this is my office this is like the exact this is like my alter ego right but it's i'm the same person i am in real life that i am on stream but it's my time to be like oh this is my area this is my like my man cave or my gaming cave or what the hell you want to call it this is my your bedroom or your bedroom exactly so this is your spot this is my my spot to just not only create content but to also relax it's two of those things now i'm my next step obviously is to have a baby so i don't know what gaming is going to turn into me for me it might only be an hour or two but that hour or two might be is it just gonna be content creation is it just gonna be just gaming um it's gonna be time well spent with the boys yeah that's so that's another thing all right this is this one thing I wanted to ask you big time. Do you think you have better friends gaming than you do in real life? This no. is a huge question. This is big. So. Fuck. Yeah, uh, I told you. On the spot, boy. On the spot. So, being the gaming addict I am uh -huh. and coming from high school. Right. And then going from your teachers always saying, hey enjoy your friends while you can as soon as you're out of high school you're not going to talk to any of these people anymore right hey, hold I on those lying ass teachers saying that we're never going to have a calculator in our pocket fuck you lying yeah. ass teachers uh, <laughs> so, lying ass teachers but we went from having our big group of friends having your little peas in a pod having your click whatever right uh bleach you're still here yeah welcome bleach uh but going from having a group Right. To Bleach and I can have, Bleach can attest to this because we had a big group of like, not even not really a big group. We had probably six to eight of us. We had my buddy Paul, his two brothers, mm -hmm. our friend Carlos, our friend Ty. Um, all of us were gaming. Ty didn't play as much. He was more into like the card game stuff with us. And I think they actually, Bleach was saying they were trying to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh recently. And I went, huh? Huh? <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, luckily I'm not going back into that because that would be another money hole that I yeah, don't need to do. That's a definite money hole right there. They did. Okay, yeah. No, um, I, I've i gone from having like a friend group to having IR, IRL. I have Bleach, mm -hmm. who's Dylan number one. I have like eight Dylans I hang out with online and offline. Right. I have my friend Levi, who's Rocker, screen name. He's only on PS4, mm -hmm. and he's stuck at home for the last few months. He shattered his foot and it worked. Shout accident. out to Rocker. Hopefully, you get your foot fixed, bro. Uh, yeah. Then there's Future Classic and the boys. But as far as like friend group goes, going from talking to people every day face to face to mm. talking to pixels every day mm. is a jump. It's it is. It took some getting used to, but. I actually got to take it back. I think I have friends I'm closer to without like, I haven't met you in person. Right. I haven't met Ace and Filipino in person. I haven't met future and K state in person. Right. Although in my defense, I have Snapchatted K state quite a bit back and forth dick and picks. I've gotten drunk. I've got no, no dick pics, <laughs> but I've gotten drunk snaps of him on the toilet before. So that, that does not fun. surprise me. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I would say I would flip that what I originally said and say that I'm closer to uh, some of my online friends, with the exception of Rocker Levi. Uh, Levi and I, that is family that's not blood. Right. He's my best friend probably till the day I die. Uh, he and I can not talk to each other for months. When he first had his injury, 
I've been working the entire time nonstop all summer. Right. His injury happened in like late May. Dang. And I've been in and out of town as much as I can playing with him off like off screen off stream right, right. playing cod or anything else that we can do cross play or i'd go visit him and just have a drink and right sit right. there and shit so he has some kind of social interaction rather than Steve, staring at a screen yeah, stuck staring on his at couch his or whatever yeah that sucks, sucks man dude. yeah dude i had a buddy of mine uh, a real life buddy of mine um he recently had his back his lower back he had like a, a disc bulge and he had to get surgery on it and he was out of work for like six to eight months and basically was just playing mmos and if you i think there's two ways to put it like i have two groups of friends i have like my like real life friends that i see these are people who don't really play video games or if they do they play different video games or console and they don't really I like have, interacting you know what i'm saying i like, have i have bleach and levi and that's pretty much it as right. far as IRL goes. So and Dylan and I hang out occasionally. We go get sushi. We go if he needs to go get a run of groceries, and he he doesn't drive. So right, right. If he needs help A to B, I'll fuck him there. Yeah, exactly. So you have those places. You have those people in your life. I think everybody does. They have those people in their life where it's like, like I'm, I hang out with my sister and her fiance, my wife. Um, we had like You're we in have a little a group bit of, of a different stage than me because you've got true. more fleshed out. You've got. You've been a little bit more adulting than I have. I go to yeah. work, I come home, I play video games. Right. You go to work, you come home, you play video games, you stream, you hang out with your friends and family, you play with your dog. I also play with the dog wherever she went. She's passed, <laughs> yeah. out. She's passed out on the bed back there. Yeah, I see, see her. Anything. She's done, dude. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, um, but I have my friends, like, I'm going to go tomorrow i'm gonna go like uh we're gonna lazy susan down the river on some floats and like go hang out but that's the thing like i feel like i share more though with my online friends than i do with my real life friends i i oh, yeah because it's more i don't know it's a weird it's thing a more time like a time invested interaction whereas yeah. you have the time spent with friends outside of online yeah so that you can just pick up the relationship and a to b hey yeah. How's it going? How you doing? Blah blah blah. All that, this, that, and the other. Go fishing. Go. Hunt. I'm. I come from a very uh, outdoors-oriented family, so right. spending this much time gaming and stuff. Uh, Ty can attest to this. My dad's actually. My mom and dad are out of town this weekend, taking their trailer over for hunting season because nice. season started last weekend. Yep. Uh, but uh, I come from like I've got the first buck I ever killed. It's a Euro mount up there. Let me see what it is. Beautiful. It. One, two, three, four, four point. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, is that blacktail? Uh, it was a muley when, when we killed it, but, uh, hunting, fishing. I don't fish as much as I used to. Cause I just don't have the same patience for right, it. Right. Holy shit. You're blowing up. What is happening here? It's just stopped by. <laughs> uh, speaking of heartbreak, Ace and Chat, yeet, brother. Hello, hello. Oh, Thanks for the subscriptions. Uh, let me give you a shout out to everybody. Uh, there is a shout out for Heartbreak Ace Seven. That is Twitch.tv Heartbreak Ace Seven, and also Filipina Chica Chica. Appreciate you guys, man. Thanks so much. You guys are the shit. Continue, uh, yeah. my friend. I think like the difference between online to online or online to normal interaction friends mm -hmm. the online interaction is just easy it's you hop into a call you hop into right. a 
green chat you hop into recently with the webcams. Now I can hop into a cam and we could just sit in Discord and sit here and talk and see each other face to face versus uh, walking down the street and go seeing Joe Blow and say, hey, how you doing? Get a drink. Go hang out. Like you could drive, what, how long and go see Ace and Filipina right now? Stand yeah, I mean, I could go see Ace and them. Yeah, I can go see them like. They're like 20 minutes away. They're like right down the street. When I was telling you though, so like I have real life friends and then Ace and Filipina are weird. They're in the middle. I see them more online, even though they're 20 minutes away. Like, but they're, but I would ride or die for them. You know what I'm saying? It's weird because I see them more online. I interact with them more online, even though they're 20 minutes away. Like it's strange. I don't know. That's a weird, they're like a middle ground, but I do have friends that don't play video games with me at all. And they're like, I see them in person. We joke, we hang out, we drink, we go to parties, we, you know, go out for dinner, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. Um, uh, thinking I, about it, if, go ahead. just to interject, this is kind of a squirrel again. If Filipino and Ace win that, you wouldn't even have to ship them. I know. Just, I would just drive it over to them. Yeah, I would yeah. just drive it over to them straight up. Um. Yeah, we're actually giving away a mug right now. For everybody who's listening, uh, we're trying to do some giveaways every time we do the podcast. I'm giving away some merch. So uh, if you're a sub, you get there's a sub only gift I'm giving, about and it, there's I a follower only just gift. Talked to you off cam about buying or about. I could have got to you at cost. So, you know. or, well, no, even at cost, like being like, "Hey, yo, where that where that merch at?" You could have said, "I was gonna give you a shirt anyways, and you bought one." Yeah. <laughs> I just dropped almost a hundred bucks on merch anyway. Thank you for so you know supporting the podcast that you also but are co-hosting. That's <laughs> since day one of meeting you guys. Yeah. That's been kind of the theme is I just send it. I don't care. Yeah. That's the thing. Money, too, man. I save money. I'm gonna try to get my own place so I'm not sitting here in this eight by ten for the right. rest of my life. Right. I'm gonna try to get that set up next spring, hopefully and be rocking and rolling there right and uh that'll be a big step see that's the thing dude first. i feel like like for example i'm gonna give a shout out to yin Vogt. um guys if you guys don't know yin is also the creator of tracker.net is it tracker.net tracker net i can't remember what it is but we're out of this yeah tracker.gg he helped code and make tracker.gg so that that he is like the go-to guy but on top of that i met him randomly in destiny 2 but i feel like you me and him and especially you and yin those two like i've become very good friends with i even have a group of friends that i play with on ps4 we still text back and forth and check up on each other like I posted the link in the chat to yeah, tracker gg absolutely um so i had a buddy of mine who they he lives in louisiana and of course they had just those two hurricanes that came through I texted him immediately. I was like, hey, dude, you doing okay? Like, even though I don't play PS4, I don't even have a PS4 anymore. I still, like, those friendships I made, these are my guys I play with D1 yeah. with. I play with them every day. You know what I mean? Like, I they, they're like, I would drive to Louisiana to help him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. in a heartbeat, I'd be right there. One of the, uh, one of the. ABN for life, guys. boys. Yeah, one of the, <laughs> one of the, uh. Black Ops 3 guys that I played with, his screen tag was Schindler's List, but his last name's literally Schindler. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, uh, we we always, he and I always had kind of a thing. He he worked at Walmart 9 to 5. I used to work at Cabela's doing footwear and archery, because right, right. retail, you work wherever they need you if yep. somebody calls out. Yep. You're in that department today. But, uh, the, he and I always got along, and we played 
plenty of Black Ops 3, then we played plenty of Battlefield 1, then we played uh, World of War, or not World of War, but World War 2, yep. whichever COD that was. And he and I still talk on like Facebook Messenger or whatnot every once in a while, and I checked in on him because I can't remember if he lives in Tennessee or Texas, but one of them, wherever he lived, he was in one of the hurricanes last year, mm. and it wrecked his house. Oh, shit. And I was like, dude. He was he got so Damn. like heartbroken not only about his house but he messaged me like two right. weeks after he was like hey uh i won't be gaming for a while i lost this that and the other damn dude i sent him a new ps4 just damn I was like, oh, look at zion that's what i'm talking about i was like motherfucker, i'm not missing out on playing with my buddy yeah whenever man. you're available once you have a new house built all the insurance stuff takes care of it this that and the other right i was like it doesn't have to be now it doesn't have to be months from now you just do your thing and when you want a game you hit me up right so uh we actually played uh i don't have well i do have online because i it's bleach's ps4 that i bought <laughs> hey so man it still works i have uh final fantasy 7 remake again which yep. i still need to play yeah and then i have ghost of tsushima which was the whole reason i bought it right and then uh i've been debating on he wants to try rogue company on when it goes to console and i was like hmm i haven't played a shooter on a controller in oh. a very long time right so it will be pretty bad trying to relearn that but. <laughs> dude like it was like me on hyperscape trying to use the controller i was like what the fuck am i clicking right now <laughs> like says the guy that used to play uh <laughs> halo with controller dude well that's the thing i played all right hold on i used to play destiny on controller and when destiny came out on pc i played on PC, I play controller, but when I moved over to mouse and keyboard, the amount of freedom you get is unrivaled, and oh, I, I just can't change it, dude. I can't change it. Future's different. Is that for me or him? Pumper Nickel Podcast presented Thanks by Pete's that. Perfect Pears Prime Produce. <laughs> Jesus Christ, five times fast. Oh my god. Thank you so much for the bits, guys. If you guys are just listening right now, uh, we are live on Twitch. You can check us out at twitch.tv forward slash leveldayf or leveldayf.com. Um, you guys oh, yeah, can come on here whenever you Facebook want. Too, aren't you? I am also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash leveldayf. I'm everywhere, but the podcast we're going to try and be doing once a week, we're going to be having different uh, guest on Zion Yeet is my co-host. He'll be with me every week. He can as much as he can. If not, I might go solo for one or two here and there. But he is my ride or die. Uh, I, I ain't leaving you alone on this shit. Good, my boy, my I don't man. Care if I'm dead ass tired, puking my guts out. Or Good, bring your ass, bring your ass. Probably, anyways, I probably wouldn't do want to do it in bed with Beyonce, but I'm sure we could manage. We could figure it out, man. But regardless, <laughs> you know, I think I think you were onto something too earlier, where it's like. You have like your online friends and your real life friends, but I feel like I have closer connections with my online friends more than I have with my real life friends. But it depends. It's very, it's, well, it's, 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 it depends. Like, I can tell you what it is. Huh? It's a lack of social barrier. You don't have to mm. worry about as much of, hey, I don't have to dress a certain way. I don't have to act a certain right. way. It's just your voice, or right. if you're using webcam, you think about it a little bit in the back of your head. I do still because I'm still new to streaming and whatnot. Right. But that's why, like, I wore a flannel shirt for the first episode of the podcast. I wore a button-up. Right, like, right. It's just, yeah, thanks, you Jerry. Can, you can just wear what you want, though, and do what you want. That's a cool thing about, yeah. like, so this podcast, for everybody who's listening right now or who, anybody who's watching, like, the goal is, for me, I wanted to start it because I was like, you know, people like you, Zion, like, you're a construction guy. But you also play video games and you stream. Like, how do you make that work? What is your 
what's your motivation? Where'd you come from? Why did you play certain games? Why do you not? Why do you? Why are you playing MMOs? But you're also a FPS guy. You know, there's all these questions that all these people have. He wanted you know? to ask, and I don't remember what he wanted to ask. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had some kind of uh, question. What was that? And you guys can go to my Discord know. channel, and you can uh, get added I in. To know what I play outside of competitive games like Apex and Hyperscape. Yeah, he no put in chat. Number of other genres as Iron plays, I'm curious to know more about those and why he might gravitate to those kind of games. Hmm. So I talked about, um, I talked about playing racing games, and that was kind of my start. Right. Uh, and then I went to COD Four was the first FPS I played. Yep. And then I flipped back and forth between Halo and COD Four a little bit. Um, played a lot of Reach. Played a lot of. I played a little bit of Three. I played a lot of Four. Yep. And then I've played. Almost every COD back to Big Red 1, I never played COD 1, but I have played Big Red 1. I remember playing that on a friend of mine's uh, OG Xbox, I Ooh, think. OG! And I, I hate calling myself competitive because I'm a rager. I get mad. Well, uh, do you think that's bad. coming from being competitive, though? Like, are you a competitive person? Did you play sports? I am kind of a competitive okay, person. Okay, there did, we go. I did. I did so I did... Well, the competitive sport that I did, though, isn't really competitive. My competition in cross-country and track was me. Mm. It's what I could do with my legs, with but my body. But that's not true because you're also competitive. You're competing against other times and other people. Well, that... I don't give a shit about other people. Uh... I'm playing in cross and in track. You were playing. You were running for PRs. You wanted uh, personal records. Yep, personal you records. Wanted, yep, yep. I wanted to do break my time every race, and almost every time I did, or I would. Right, uh, right. Well, one that I I set a PR and that one never got broken because I only ran it once. I ran a 10k uh, with a running like one of our coaches because I was academically ineligible to run with the team colors on. Ooh. I had an F and my coach was like, Nah, you ain't running. <laughs> nah. So I was like, Okay. Uh, so I slowed my pacing down and two weeks mm. prior to the race, I asked coach. I was like, Hey, there's also a 10k going on at that event, and uh, it was the Steve Prefontaine Classic. Not everybody mm. may know him, but he was a big runner. Uh, he lived in Oregon. Yes, Steve Prefontaine. Yep. Yep. And it was his like memorial race in Coos mm. Bay, and it was a big hills like up and down this hilly terrain. That race kicked my ass. Yeah. But I PR'd on that race, and that is the only 10k I ever ran. But what was funny was my coach knew that I liked to save stamina and do a big burst at the end. Right. And just my ass off and so he kept trying to make me kick we called it kicking and when was when you would just take off and book it he made me kick like four times throughout the race and then finally at the end i was pretty gassed and uh i was like okay i'm out i'm done i'm not i'm getting to the line right and he and i both ran and this is like a 60 something old skinny stick figure dude like me his name was sam so you had a 60 was he like a like a, like a pro runner or anything like that or did he do a lot of races uh, he, he just he was a runner for he was actually our assistant auto shop teacher uh bleach will know who okay. it was it was uh coach sam and or wait was it sam or was it something else but either way he was my running mate for that race and for the two weeks of practice leading up to it and i loved that dude he was chill right but uh <laughs> We ended up sprinting to the end of the race, and I had sprinted so hard, and I hadn't had much water that day. I got to the finish line and threw up. Oh, that's <laughs> the worst, dude. Yeah, that is the I worst. That, that is obvious. That is terrible, dude. And I hate that. 
we got back onto the bus and like I was all I was shaky at the end and uh, I hydrated. I had something to eat, um, and everybody was worried because I have a history of diabetes in my family. Uh, I was like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Dude, you work so hard. I doubt you're gonna have. I mean, that's not true. I mean, well, depends what you yeah, eat. It's also diet and everything too. I mean, to yeah. be fair, I had a buddy of mine who was like a fucking stick figure. Like he really, like he was well, a tiny I'm, guy, but he ate pizza every day, and he ended up getting uh. Not appendicitis. He got uh, something with his liver, right? He couldn't process alcohol anymore because all he did was drink, and that was it. You know what I mean? In high school, I was stick thin. I was like six foot, 140 pounds. I was literally mm. not anorexic, but I was skinny. And right. then I did cross country, and I put a little muscle on just because all you did was run. So it was all right. legs, knees. Uh, I did uh, weights on. Mm. I actually wore. I would wear long sleeves all the time, and Dylan can attest to this. I had an old, ratty-ass denim jacket that Oof. I have a bunch of pins on. Uh, actually, I don't have that jacket because I ended up ripping one of the sleeves off, but I have another one because I got another one for – it's kind of my shtick as a 90s kid, blah. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's just – I loved running. That's my, like, competition phase of – that was what got me competitive and uh See, i understand I, that though because like when i was younger i was very competitive i played a ton of football when i was younger um i played football basically since i was i want to say like seven or eight years old in pop warner league down in florida and i played until be, high school I was so skinny i couldn't do football i just ran everywhere but that's good i mean so that's a different – I actually didn't get into kind of your mindset of trying to beat yourself until I got into lifting. I got into lifting when I was 15. Um, I was friends with a couple of the guys on our cross-country team uh-huh. who were also wrestling guys, and yeah. they would just do cross to stay in shape for wrestling season. Yep, yep. And uh, one of my friends, Stewie, he uh, he and I were actually racing buddies. He and I PR'd quite a bit together, and we would try to beat each other's PRs. Right. Of course. And uh, – then eventually he tried to get me into wrestling the first time i ever got suplexed i was like huh i don't think <laughs> i want to do this the i don't think i, I like, like this yeah the second time i got suplexed was by the biggest dude on the team Oof. and i cracked my fucking collarbone because he slammed me and i had my neck oh, wrong it, chief. and uh i was i was like nope done and after that i never went back to any of those practices <laughs> dude so i actually i have a similar story I uh, was playing football, and then I was a bad kid, so I went to uh, I got sent up to a boarding school, and um, there you had to do your schoolwork, and you had to choose a sport. So they had lacrosse, and I loved lacrosse, but I treated it like it was football. So I would just go full speed and like run into I have people. A and he loves Dude, just kicking the shit. That's exactly what I would do. But I'd always get I'd we'd play games, but I'd always get into trouble because I'd always be trying to like beat somebody else's ass. And that was not good, obviously. So they kicked me off that team. They're like, all right, your choices are you either do cross country or you do wrestling. I'm like, easy. I'm doing wrestling. So I got into wrestling, but then I had a I had these two coaches. One was a Spanish teacher and one was like the basketball coach, right? The Spanish teacher and the basketball coach were both bodybuilders like oh god like legit bodybuilders so they got me so we had conditioning classes that we would do and like it was the crazy all right i have to i have to i have to break this down for you so you went to this uh you went to the basketball area right there's this basketball gym 
And then you had to yeah. go down these stairs into this grungy little room filled with all of these like gym equipment. We call it the, the rats. Room. Dude, it was the rat's nest. Just oh, nothing. So you had nothing on the walls. There was music, a boombox in the background that just played metal music. It was sweaty. There was no airflow. You just got in there. You started just sweat. It was just nasty as hell. But it was like the Iron Throne. Like it was just you just get in there. You pump iron bro but my two the two coaches in there who ran that room were both bodybuilders so they got me into like lifting because when i went to that school i was overweight and like didn't lift for shit because i was a lineman i just focused on being big and pushing people so they're like oh let me show you they're like hey you got the good body type to do this let me show you what's up and they started showing me how to do things how to build a schedule what to eat what to do and i got so into working out that I quit wrestling and I was the first person at that school ever to try and be a bodybuilder while I was there. And when I say I was fucking cut, I mean, I was cut at like 16. I was fucking ripped. And yeah. because these two teachers like took me under their wing, they were bodybuilders. They taught me what to eat. They taught me how to move. They I've taught me what been, to lift. I've never been built like that. But during cross, we did a lot of core and stuff. Right. The only time I've ever been near a six pack was senior year of varsity. I uh-huh. played or I placed and got my letter. And then I was like, okay, I want to step it up. So I started doing extra workouts at home. Yep. And I, <laughs> I originally did it because I would be and my girlfriend at the time went to the lake that's near our, or the river near our house quite a right. bit. And I wanted her to see me with a six pack. So yeah, like, that's okay, a good I'm motivation, gonna- dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I got close. I wasn't like well defined, but right. I had it. And uh, she never really commented on it. I was like, God damn it! Damn. <laughs> All this work and no comment, dude. Yeah. This is but bullshit. I, I kind of just stopped caring, and now I'm working yeah. on pot belly. There you go. Well, that's the thing, dude, is like they taught me all these cool things and I kind of took that into life. And obviously you knew that I was a personal trainer for a while. And like so but that's going back full circle, you know, that they taught me to push myself for my own sake, not for somebody else, because I had that competitive spirit from sports. I was a competitive person, even when it came to like grades, like, oh, that guy got 97. I wanted a 98. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, The other way our coach had it, even with us being on cross and track and doing um like personal prs right we always wanted to have one running mate like mine was steven or uh i dated a girl in high school and her older brother eventually got on the team and he and i became good buddies right uh he and i ethan chill dude until uh after high school he worked at the same job that was my first job and right. i got him a job the first day he quit i was like what the fuck dude? well shit but, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big yikes. Um, no, I just going for personal PRs and then finding like a rival right. to work against to kind of make each other force each other to, to a higher better. level. Yeah, it's good. It's you, it's a good feeling. So back to Yin's question though, do you feel like you play certain games to kind of just like chill out, like chill out, and then other games are like your competitive kind of like outlet uh, now? <laughs> I would actually say that I'm too competitive on oh uh, okay apex and hyperscape uh-huh. i try to be i try to get in the mindset of i want to keep myself humble and i know that i'm right pretty bad at shooters i'm okay but uh definitely I, not like invictus tv shout out to invictus who just kicks my ass in hyperscape dude, every time that dude is a savage he's got <laughs> almost a 700 savage right dude 
but, he deserves uh, it. He's so good at that game. It's crazy. Yeah, he's number one in kills and like number three in dubs. It's crazy. Um, but I, I would say that I'm competitive in that. Mm. I don't say that I don't hate losing. I actually don't mind losing because then right. you can learn stuff from losing. Right, right, Although right. with Apex, it's the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. So it's either shot placement, situational awareness. Right. That's why I ear rape with these big ass headphones. Um, I don't know. I just. I have my games where I want to be competitive in the shooters, like with ranked Apex. Right. I'm sure if Hyperscape gets a ranked mode, I'll try deep diving into that eventually. Right, right. Um, then we're going to go I've up against Invictus and get our ass kicked. Dude, yeah, I've been trying to take a break two. from the sweatier side of things. So mm. That way, Zaw stopped playing with me on Apex right. and focused more on FF11 because I would get toxic sometimes. Toxic. I feel and, like when... And this is coming from my personal like for me personally um it's like i personally would get angry at myself for not being as good as i know i can be and that made me more toxic it was like you just get i get worse and worse and worse same thing would happen with halo 3 and then i learned after the halo 3 and destiny like i learned to just put it on myself like i can be better but that yeah, eventually there's only so many losses you can take in a row before you're like, all right, yeah. I just got to call. Along with, know? so like yesterday, we were playing Hyperscape. Right. And we were doing decent roles. We'd have decent games, a couple of kills, a couple of pick a fight, third party, a yep. couple of run up on people. And then you'd run into one guy, TTV, Andy, with fucking 15 kills and just get fried by the same guy three games in three a row. Three games in a row, dude. Just get, it's just, it's so frustrating. You're just like, what do I do? Like, yeah. these guys have 11 kills. I have two yeah exactly or, and they, they're seeing you as like a uh, fodder you know yeah it was a little better in faction war where it was just chaos yeah but more often than not we would just play the edge right um as far as uh i don't know i would say i don't have a lot of games that i play i play ghost of tsushima right. i need to start playing final fantasy 7 remake you just picked um, up eso too yeah, I've got ESO. I think I want to make... I was going to pitch the idea to you. I know you and Carrot do it on Tuesdays, right? Yep. I was thinking about changing it if you wanted to do MMO Mondays. So we have Mondays, but apparently something doesn't work with him to do it on Mondays. Okay. Yeah, well, we can do it. I don't mind playing. I see... I'm probably... I'm, I think I'm going to do MMO Monday because okay. I'm starting... I've been slowly compiling a, like, a weekly list of what right. I want to do for schedule oh and zion if, where if, can we find you if we wanted to watch you play mmos on monday gosh you're just really trying to pitch that <laughs> plug a uh you can find me here at twitch tv slash zion how do you spell that you. zion is it with a z it's in chat that's how you spell it for people listening it's uh x-i-o-n-y-e-e-t zion yeet yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I think we should do Mondays, dude. But why? So I'm going to tell you why I'm playing ESO, and maybe this will ring true with you a little bit. I'm currently playing not... I, I felt myself getting that same competitive edge with World of Warcraft, and same thing with Final Fantasy XIV, where I wanted to get, like... There's, like, this thing that happens with me where I, um, I, I struggle between just trying to be casual in a video game to like trying to be the best because that there's a thing in me that makes it i want to be the best like i yeah, want the best wanna, loot you want to want to sink the time yeah and this is this is my thing with mmos this is yeah. why i stopped playing destiny this is why i stopped playing final fantasy this is why 
ESO looks interesting, but I don't know if I'm going to stream it all the time or if I'm even going to deep dive into it yet because I don't right. know. Yeah, well, that's the same I don't thing. Have, I don't have the ability to time sync into a game mm. and just pour my heart into it anymore because of work restriction. Yep. Now I've got Twitch. I wanted to stream whatever people are enjoying or what mm. I'm enjoying first and foremost. Right, right. Uh, and not everybody's going to want to see me run around and hop on a horse and go kill right. mobs or try to find uh, a jeweled cuddle or whatever the hell when we were going <laughs> from for yesterday a fucking jeweled and cuddle dude you guys were way out ahead of me because i was busy trying to set up armor or something and i was just like uh what am i doing right so with eso my favorite thing to do in that game is pick a map and just try and complete everything on the map it's like skyrim you just i can't I can't do completionist because the last time I went completionist on a game again was D two. Right, right. Well, I had not, every title. Uh huh. That's true. Go ahead. What I was gonna say is like ESO. It's more like I'm gonna get on and just do what I feel like. Like for example, we could play the next time we play. Let's go to the Dark Brotherhood. That's where you kill people. You sneak around. It's just a different thing that you do. There's also a thieving guild that you can do. There's a there's a main storyline that's different from what you're doing for a map. It's like an overarching yeah, like, like overarching storyline. Story yeah. There's so storyline for each guild. I looked a little bit more into it right. YouTube wise last night after the. I should have gone to sleep after that eight hour stream. I was dead ass tired. Right, but then but, that YouTube rabbit hole, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went into, oh, hey, here's that. I found a video for the Stamina Dragonite build I was doing. Right. And then it went from that to clips and then build ideas. And right, then, right. hey, here's combinations for weapons and stuff. And then it went into, hey, here's some storyline stuff. And I was like, oh, shit. Right. Oh, damn, I have a fucking fly all over me. Um, so with ESO, I think what I'm trying to do is I'm going to, like, I get on and I say, I'm going to do this today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to finish out Auradon, or I'm going to do some Dark Brotherhood. And that's the thing I focus on for the day, and that helps compartmentalize it. Instead of trying to finish out a map, or sometimes I'll get on and be like, I'm going to do PvP. I'm going to do Cyrodiil. And that way it's like, it's compartmentalized. Because in an I'm MMOs, just so early, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing yet. Right, And right. I don't know what I'm going right. to So I'm like, okay, I just need a level. Yes. I need to progress the main story. And then from there, I'll start branching off kind into of the... Build from there. Fighters Guild, Mages Guild. I like how like we both on screen were like shaking our hands like this. Like this is what we were yeah. doing. <laughs> oh, yes, by the way, I want to give a shout out real quick. Uh, if you're just listening, there's somebody in chat called Dizzy Delo. He runs the Drunk Destiny podcast, and he's the shit. Oh, so go follow fuck him. Yeah, I'll listen to that. Dizzy is the shit. You should check him out. I think he, Sundays, right, Dizzy? Think so. His, his his Instagram game is on point, by the way. So if you go check him out, we have an official shout out to him. Oh, stop it. You stop it. You first. He's the shit. Go check him out if you haven't. Um, so, here's another deep dive question. Are you ready for this? Brace your butthole. Brace your butthole. If there is one genre that you can play until you're dead, what would it be? Think about it. Think about it real hard. I'm talking grandpa years. I'm talking when you have kids. I'm talking like because what is the what is the one? There's that. I think you could do because there's like it's weird because you could do you on the MMO, spot. if you went 
there's like two ways you could do it. You could go MMO, right? And then you could do it. You could gamble. You could That's true. fight PvP. You That's could true. do uh, if you went like FF14, or if you did um, like World of Warcraft or um, Guild Wars. Guild Wars. Yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. Away from the subscription games, I just personally I okay. Can't do subscription. Why? I just don't enjoy. I mean, they're the same game. <laughs> it's an MMO. Yeah. I have to pay fourteen ninety nine a month to play the game and keep continuing my progression. But it Versus doesn't continue con your progression. Or ESO, I can play it for free and not have to pay for cosmetics, not have to pay for storyline stuff. I mean, true, ESO, true. you do have to pay for storyline stuff. Right. But Final Fantasy I'll get into that. Subscriptions too. A little bit more and see if I actually want to do it or not. Right. I think since I'm so I think I'm just so used to it because when MMOs first came out they were all subscription there was and then I, free play free to play games where they were terrible so it's like you just played subscription because they were the best ones you know what I'm saying I um, think to answer the question if I had to stick to one genre for the end of my days I think I would do just flat out RPGs RPGs because I still enjoy the feeling of oh Filipina got a sticker now she got a sticker now uh, I would I would Side scrollers are pretty good too. Yeah, I would stick to like because there's nothing. I I still to this day feel like there's nothing like going back into Crash, going back mm. into Wind Waker, going back into Ghost of Tsushima, going into eventually FF7 remake, right, right. and just deep diving and delving into the story and the lore and the experience of a new RPG story. Yeah, to me, I will never get over that. I think I think you're onto something there because RPGs to me are hit very close to what you're saying, where it's like you're literally diving. This is this is very from a above looking down kind of viewpoint, but it's like games to me are crazy because literally you have you just take 500 people that work in an office building that spent four years to literally create another world that you get to freaking interact in. That's crazy. Dude, there's that's a no, no, that's no, just that even, concept even, in, in general is crazy, you know? Did you ever hear about Cube World? No, what is that? Cube World was a Minecraft like, except it was kind of different. It had it had its own aspects and its own thing. Okay. It was literally one guy and his wife working on it. Oh shit. For like they did a they did a tech release way back when Swagger Soul's a big YouTuber. It's mm -hmm. one of the misfit guys I was talking about earlier. Sorry to bridge back, but Shout out to Swagger Mystics. Souls freaked out and could never like get over Cube World because he's like, uh, I don't remember the name, the guy's name, but the dev released a trailer after like seven years mm -hmm. and was like, hey, I've been working on it this entire time. I keep getting into like a pre-alpha stage and then scrubbing it because there's something I don't like and then just resetting the whole thing. Right. But they brought it out and they started playing it and they started streaming it and he full released it and it was literally him and his wife working on the game that's for like crazy seven years. Dude, that's the, the craziest game's thing pretty well flushed out like they don't have they had like a leveling system they right. had like graphics they had their own uh like stories and ideal like they had a whole culture in the game right and it was all fleshed out by one guy and his wife it's insane yeah that whole thing of being able to pull in music graphics you know, artwork, storyline. It's like you're playing a movie, like like if Lord of the Rings, right? Lord of the Rings was fleshed out in a book. But now it's like they take it into the next level. Instead of a book, it's like a book with art and then playable characters. So instead of reading about Gandalf, you get to play as Gandalf. I, you are Gandalf I don't, in that game. It's yeah, crazy. I don't, I don't like the comparison of books to movies. I've actually 
I'm a big book nerd, or at least I used to be. Right. I used to read a lot of the Star Wars stuff and a lot of the... I still do read a lot of the Star Wars stuff. Pre-Disney, right. this could be a big argument I could talk about for another long time. We got time. Pre-Disney. No, 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 you know, we do it as long as you want. Pre-Disney, there was a whole... All of the Lucasfilm stuff, Luke, George Lucas and all mm -hmm. them were pretty open with, hey, if you want to write Star Wars stuff, talk to us about it, and we'll let you... Pretty much all of their... Uh, like, there were so many different authors. There's stuff from, like... There's in-between books of Anakin and Obi-Wan learning and, like, that stuff. There's right. progression in the Clone Wars. There's progression right. in... There was a book that came out that's, uh, it's like Truce of Bakura, which is uh, the day after or the day after Return of the Jedi. Uh, I used to be a big Star Wars nerd, if you can't tell. Yeah. Uh, they okay. had... I can see it in the background, they had, too. They had lore and... Yeah. Maul. Yeah. <laughs> they had lore and background all the way to like 40 years out past Return of the Jedi. Right. All written. It's so many different series and characters and stuff was just fleshed out. Right. And then Disney comes along and, hey, that's all legends, non canon now. Right, so our right. stuff's canon now. But the comparison of books to movies, books are so much more in depth because you can get in characters' heads. Right. And like their thought process and their ideas and more than just their actions and physical representations well you get to see it's called self-speak you get to hear what's kind of going on in their head whereas when you're watching a movie they have to try and act out that emotion rather than being able to read it you know before they make a decision you're seeing like the inner turmoil between it but that's just, that's what i'm saying with video games though it's like you have books that use your imagination and you get to you get to you get to make the world in your head how you see it uh while you're reading you have movies which is like they make the what they think it's gonna be right like the warcraft movie right they yeah. made what they which made I what really it looks like that, i liked it too some, i mean some weird stuff about it but, yeah but they uh, they try to do it based on what they thought their interpretation of what things looked like and it might be different from your head but in a video game it's now it's it's its own thing now it's all it's you get to instead of just seeing the art where they like ghost of uh, Tushima, right? Instead of you get to see, get the storyline, you are that character and what you yeah, choose within that you world, are. you're within an interactable world. So it's no longer what's ever in your imagination. You get yeah, to choose where are, the character goes. Yeah. You are Jin Sakai and you are the ghost of Tsushima and you yep. it, that the morality of that game is awesome. Dude, it I love from, games that have more morality involved. They have, awesome. It's it's him fighting against and trying to break through the old like samurai traditions of honor and combat courage protecting your family protecting those who can't protect themselves right like but it's being very traditional the samurai way is one-on-one -on -one, open field combat each other fighting horseback riding like the very beginning of the game spoilers is spoilers. uh they send like the top samurai warrior out of the whole island mm -hmm. to fight the top warrior against the Mongol invasion. Right. The top Mongol guy walks up, throws a, a like a pit like a pitcher of oil on the guy, torches his ass, and says, "Hey samurai, do you surrender?" Oh shit! <laughs> and it's like you have no honor. Fight! And oh, the samurai shit. just gets massacred. And it's the difference of do what it takes to win versus right. tradition and not. Right, right. That's a cool and little morality, dichotomy that they're doing there. The game is him coming to terms with, okay, if I want to save 
the leader of the samurai is the main character's uncle. Uh-huh. And if I want to save him because he got captured, I'm going to have to learn how to be more like a thief or an assassin mm. and fight from the shadows rather than just open field combat. As you right. progress through the game, they actually match the environment to match your progression. The more huh. stealthy you start being, it starts being more nighttime, more stormy, more like uh, cloudy rain. That's so you'll cool. Have, you'll have thunderclouds and you'll have lightning bolts hitting the area around you as you're fighting. Like Dude. it's insane. But that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, who was the developer who thought of that idea? Like, oh, we're gonna make an algorithm that figures out your gaming style, and then we're gonna make these wind and rain and weather changes based on what you do and how you fight. Like, who the fuck thought of that? But just the fact that some random person sitting wherever the hell they're sitting, sat behind a computer, used ones and zeros, and made that shit happen is nutty. Yeah. That that's nutty. They literally brought. At that I fe- point, it feels like more than just pixels on a screen. It, it exactly. Feels I think that's um, what a lot of people who don't play video games. That's what they miss, dude. They miss the fact that it's like, it's more than just a video game. It is somebody else's like dreams and life come into life it's their essence yeah. coming through and you're able to interact with it it's more than a dream it's just like they they keep, fucking made it real keep going i'm gonna go use a little boys room because okay. i've been hydrated and i'm about to burst go hide <laughs> <laughs> I'm some shout that's why there. you've seen me in the last like 10 minutes start shaking yeah, in my see, chair a little keep moving Oh man! So if you guys have not, this is my co-host, Mr. Zion. This is Epper Episode One, new podcast. Who dis? Thank you guys for all being here. How you guys doing tonight, boys? If you're uh, listening on uh, on Spotify or iTunes, which will be on soon enough, we're not there yet. Um, Spotify, you need five episodes before you shit. Can post okay, it. not on Spotify. We'll be on wherever the hell else we can post it. Uh, but I really appreciate you guys all being here, by the way. Just want to let you guys know, thank you for being here. Uh, my co-host and ride or die, Mr. Zion Yeet. Empty uh, chair man. Empty chair man. As you can see, he is now invisible. Um, but yeah, moving forward, we're going to be doing episodes. And if you guys are interested in being in an episode, let me know. We have a, uh, we have our next podcast. We're going to have a guest on and we're going to keep having guests every single week. And we might even increase the frequency, but We'll see how that goes. But in the meantime, though, if you have somebody that you know that might want to be interested, we're just picking people's brains about their gaming habits, what got them into gaming, what they like about it, what they dislike. And obviously, as you guys can hear and tell and see, we're just shooting the shit. So if you're interested, hit me up. It doesn't have to be PG, and we don't have to show your face if you're not comfortable with appearing online. Yep. We got a buddy of ours, Mr. Clutch, who was interested in coming over here, and he doesn't ever show his face, but he's a cool dude. and. He runs for him. I would love to pick his brain and like where he started the off world competitive team. You know what I'm saying? Like what made him want to start a competitive team? Like that's crazy. I didn't listen to the podcast that he did. Shame on me. But Mm. he did a podcast a while back with somebody else and they talked about it and they talked to what got him inspired into gaming and some of the off world stuff. But I think they mostly focused on him. I don't know for sure. I haven't listened to it. I'm actually going to try to listen to that later tonight after, um, after we that's get a good idea yeah but uh clutch is insane he's Dude, 20 that years guy, old yeah 20 and he's years making old. a brand yeah but not here- just him, not just he's doing what me and you have talked about literally of growing a discord growing a community yep. Yep. into making a company he's got yeah. a brand he's got people artists he's got people for like fashioning and modeling his fucking merch yep. he's got people in Fortnite. he's got people in d2 they've yep. mostly focused on d2 Fortnite. uh i've been talking to him about 
I was trying to convince him to uh, start doing some Apex stuff, and he's like, yeah, we used to play a little bit of Apex here and there, but I don't think we're going to branch into that very much. And I was like, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. No, you have to realize, too, in this, I'm not going to throw too much of his dirt out there, um, but he has a medical condition. And with his medical condition, he still does all of this. And that's... Yeah freaking awesome and if he wants to talk about it he can talk about it I'm not like i said I'm not gonna hang out his I'm dirty laundry like, I'm waiting to see. he bought a tesla and it's been on order. i know come in this yet. dude I is see 20 tesla. years old and bought a fucking tesla like what <laughs> this freaking guy dude but that's there, there's so many different kinds of gamers out there i got a buddy of mine who's a who plays video games like uh ace ace is a salesman and he plays video games so me and him are very similar like he's a sales guy he was a marine like me and him are very similar but i got another buddy of mine who runs an like is a part of an it company and he would have another fellow marine if he uh -oh. hadn't had a kidney stone oh bleach bleach actually was going in he was going to be in boot before i went to navy Where are you, bleach oh, okay. but uh yeah he he was in pretty damn good shape and was working on it and getting set up to go yeah. but then they got he got medicaled out before he could even get through uh yeah. depths it's hard to get through dude becoming a marine is tough shit dude it's tough and, and then i i tried navy and got medicaled out for the norovirus not right. coronavirus oof but uh old school came back started working and that was that and but now you're a streamer, dude. That's the weird part. Is like all these. I think it's always interesting to see who other streamers are. I really, I would love to talk when we do this podcast. I really want to talk to some developers too, and not like the big developers. Like for Ashes of Creation, we don't need to get the Steven guy, right? Like the big guy. But like, who makes the artwork? I want to talk to an artist. Like, how the fuck do they make that art for that game? The game art is insane. It's crazy. Like the 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 concept art is nuts. How do they do that, dude? If we talk to Clutch, we could also talk to, um. Oh shit! What's his name? Is it that or new guy name? on the stream? The... No, they have they have this person that does. Uh. They have, I think his name's Arceus is his screen name, A-R-S-I-O-S, does literally their entire overlay thing. He just did all of their pictures, their branding for uh, Fortnite, okay. all of their pictures and branding for Ice Snipe and Sniper and uh, a couple of the other D2 guys. I follow them, all of them on Twitter because they're fucking nuts. The clips they post are insane. Right. I wish I could do half the stuff that they used to do. I just used to be a shotgun titan run up on you and hit mouse forward and this shoulder charge very true you are a fucking runner gun for sure dude uh, <laughs> you're running gun all the way but um but we could talk to all of them too to clutch and arceus both and just be like hey what got you into doing this art stuff what got you yeah it's it's well, the gaming world could... like there's streamers out there that will legitimately just stream like my biggest thing is people who stream a single game like for me, I'm a variety streamer. I like playing a little bit of everything because I like seeing different. I like, I'm like you. I like the different storylines. I like the different gameplay mechanics. I like learning about different gameplay mechanics. I've played games forever, and I know playing for 25 years that no game lasts forever. But there are some people out there that are still to this day playing like Skyrim. They're still well, playing like, Skyrim. They're like five, six, not, seven thousand hours keep, in. Not to keep. Well, dude. Okay, Skyrim's a different beast. How has a game? been through four generations of consoles mm. it and gta 5 both mm. you had them on 360 yeah you had them on well, 360 and ps4 now we've had them on xbox one and ps4 pro and yep. 
PC. Uh, all of that yep. stuff. Now we're going to have them on Xbox X yep. and PS5. They've been on PC on both Rockstar and uh, Epic Games Launcher, Yep. I think. And uh, I'll tell you right now, that, uh, I, you know why they're Skyrim doing that? Even on the Switch. I know, but you know why they're doing that? Because they keep making fucking money. Yeah, like so they, they made, they make a billion dollars a year on the GTA store alone. Back to um, Clutch and the whole off-world mm-hmm. thing, they have variety of not just content creators and stuff and whatnot. Right. They have different assortments of people from like all walks of life. Stash, have you seen him? Mm-mm. It's one of Clutch's close friends. Stash is deaf and a gamer and a streamer. No shit. He cannot hear anything. He has like very limited hearing, and yet he can. I think he. That's used to so be able cool, to though. But yeah, but he, he's fucking nuts. I That's watched so some cool. His, I used to watch his him stream on D two back when I was still playing. Yeah. And I actually queued up into lobbies with him and GJ and a couple of the other boys. They're insane. But you know what's crazy? Another guy. There's a guy who plays. I saw a clip the other day. I want to find this guy. If chat, if you know this guy, post it so I can get this information. There's a guy who plays Call of Duty with drums. And gets kills with a drum set. Like well, he like uses a drum doing, set. You see, like the rock band drum set. And you see people doing like speed runs with like a Guitar Hero yeah. guitar. But it's why, crazy. But what the hell happened in their life that makes them like, you know what? I'm gonna do. What's I'm gonna play this game with with a Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah. About earlier, of like a creative outlet. They just figured out how to do the macros. Right. Right. But I, I would know, have but, no well, idea what, how to do that. But yeah. But why? What drives them to do that in the first place? Like, why not just play keyboard and mouse? Why? Why the fuck did they choose a Guitar Hero thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what drove them to doing that? What What led them to that? state that's what's interesting and that's what i like my this podcast is about is like figuring out the why you got to a certain way like why are you there why and what's next after that like for you like for example let's say all right i'm gonna give you a, i'm gonna give you a magic eight ball and the magic eight ball is gonna give you one wish and that wish is guaranteed to come true and let's say i shake the ball and i say zion you now have two million followers on every platform that you're on what are you gonna do What's your next thing? What is the next thing you're going to do? Uh, well, I would have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Like, if you just go from 59 followers to 2 million on Twitch right. or 16 followers on Twitter right now, I think I have, I would have no idea what to do with myself. I would, right. I well, guess I would like start plugging that's I wouldn't even need to plug this well. I'd no, still plug this. But what what's the next what's your next step like in your creative endeavors? Like what's the next thing that you're doing? Um in a perfect world, if I gave you like money's no issue, fame is no issue, followers well, no so, issue. This is gonna sound corny, but if okay. money was no issue, I've grown up seeing my parents bust their ass, so my sister and I never had to wish anything. We were living check to check for a very long time Mm -hmm. and just living off of thousand bucks a month for mortgage and blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the other. I don't want to go into numbers, but uh, I live in a small town. Bleach can attest to this. Uh, The size of our town is actually because of when we went to boot camp. Afterwards, I came home and I like strange facts. So I know that Chicago O'Hare Airport is the size of my hometown. That makes sense. Chicago O'Hare Airport is giant. Yeah, the square footage is like a little bit more than the square footage of. I got you. So you're a very small town. I got you. But if 
money wasn't an issue, mm -hmm. I would make sure that my parents never had to worry about another thing in their life. Right. That's a good that thing. That would be my number one concern. And then from there, I would start growing a brand. Okay. And with how I am with my work ethic, I would not want to solely do Twitch. I still would want to be physically active like i I, right. I don't know if i would still do my construction job if i had if that you, kind of yeah if you up. got tons of let's just say you got but tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of i money. would go be like my first job was washing dishes at a local diner down uh -huh. the street from my house i would go i would love to go back and go so <laughs> another offshoot uh levi rocker uh -huh. his grandma owns that diner okay so it's small world big family right 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 I have a home away from home when I was working at that place. I worked right. there for like a year and a half right. before I tried going Navy and this, that, and the other. Um, if I was ever to have a perfect world and I could just do whatever I wanted, I would go work that small time, eight to three, dishwashing, being a waiter, interacting with people, and just having a good time. And I would just do that. I wouldn't. Right. I I mean, so you would I don't focus know. on. So what? Let's go back to your brand. You said you want to start a brand. What? What kind of brand would you want to start, and what would you try and do with your brand? Would it be know, strictly for like even... advertisement ways of doing things, or would you try and be like a like a like charity brand? Like, what are you thinking? Like from the ground up. I have no up? idea because I haven't stopped to think about it really, mm. even with this whole Twitch thing. I don't have. Let's flush it out. Idea. Let's flush it out right here, dude. I don't dude. have an idea of where I want to go with this yet. I don't know if I want to make it. Obviously, I'm being small. I'm not going to say that I won't ever make it. Right. But Next partner guaranteed, part, dude. I'm telling you. No, and there's no way. <laughs> but uh, I need to stop saying never anyway. Stop saying never, dude. Take a goddamn compliment. It's very, <laughs> very, very like infinitesimal odds of okay. being discovered on Twitch. Right. And going from zero to blown up. Yeah. If uh, if all of that was to happen, I'd take care of my folks. Yep. And then, as far as like a brand would go, I would just want to have a big ass Discord. Yep. With all of my friends and be able to have like playing with new people a day. Say I have, uh, there's like a sections of the Discord like you have in yours or in Yeet Hub where right. I've got. Apex, I've got Hyperscape, I've got Valorant, which we don't really play anymore, so right, probably true. Valorant, but Apex, Hyperscape, COD, right. and then if I didn't want to be competitive, say we had MMO people that were on ESO, right, or right. different people from console that were playing, like it doesn't, it, literally anything. Yeah. Say I just wanted to pop into a different chat and just go, hey, how you guys doing? I'm so-and-so, may or may not have heard of me, um, I'm here to game, let's go. What can you can you teach me anything? Can I right. play and learn? So and would you try and like, um, would you try and go like the clutch route and make a brand and a team and kind of like build from there? Or would you go like personally for me, I'd go like the Mr. Beast route and do a ton of giveaways. I would do giveaways like a motherfucker. I like the giveaways thing, but I don't see anybody else doing it quite like he does. Oh, well, he's crazy. He feels like bathtubs full of money and last foot Dude, in like gets the million or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> They released the analytics off of his channel. He made like 14 million in like a month. It's and then nuts. literally all of that went into either the production of the videos, yep. the videos themselves, like being used the donate, like a car and a house and a Tesla yep. and all this. Stuff. And then 
just the like planting trees thing. That planting trees thing was huge, dude. This it's crazy, but like that's he's able to do good with his brand. And that's what I want to do. If I'm going to create a brand, let's just say tomorrow I do the same thing. I shake the magic ball and it gives me whatever I want. I would say, okay, I want I want to have a brand where I can do giveaways. I want to can I like doing the podcast stuff. I like being able to talk to people. Like I was doing this anyways, but now we just kind of put it under the less than average podcast brand brand thing the moniker but it's the same thing i like talking to people but i would figure out like first things first i would help out veterans who don't maybe know that gaming might help them so i'd get people like i'd give veterans gaming pcs and consoles and be like here like here like this is gonna help you trust me just try it i'm gonna buy you 10 games not not everybody that wouldn't work with everybody. Well, I'd obviously have to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I go to the local VA over here, McGuire, um, in Richmond, Virginia, and I I go there all the time. Like, a lot of people are older or they have PTSD. Like, trust me, I, I get it. But a lot of people don't realize, like, they feel alone. And I feel like if I could introduce them to a community that, like, gives a shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, that would be something that'd be cool, like good for them. And if I had no money, wasn't an issue, I'd go help them out. But I feel like I want to do stuff that'd be beneficial. Like I, I couldn't, let me, let me backtrack one second. So like I'm a person where I like working hard, but I hate the concept of a job. And let me, let me break that down a little bit. Like, I don't hate the concept of a job. I'm the, I'm along the same route as you. Like I but, hate, um, like even from when I was younger, I don't like the concept of some asshole who owns a corporation. I'm working for that asshole so he can get rich, and he doesn't give a fuck about anybody else below him. And that's I hate that. But I get like, I I'm older, obviously boomer AF. And on top of that, like I trade. I know economics. I understand a lot of shit about the market. I trade every day, every week. So I get the economics behind things. I get, I'm not saying I'm anti-capitalist whatsoever. I, I I believe in capitalism, but I think it's the current iteration, the cur- like, and I work my ass off. I've been working since I was 14. So it's weird for me to say that I don't like a job since I've been working forever. But the thing is this, like, when it comes down to it, like, I hate the the concept of a job. I'd rather do something that will still get me money and resources so I can do the things I like, but something I enjoy doing that I know will do good. That's that's the key. I want a yeah. job that will give me something I know will do good for others. No bullshit. No like a job that's productive, not just for you. Exactly. Not. I don't like the two facedness of like some jobs are very two faced. Like you obviously know, like CEOs come out like, oh, we're doing great this year, and we've given two million dollars to X Y Z. But on the flip side, they're fucking poisoning the water or some shit. I'm not trying to get political here, but you know what I'm saying, like. You know, trying to go with this. So my my job situation is a little different. We have, I've only been working with the company like a year and a half, right. and I, I'm still just ground zero. I'm the guy that you tell me what to do, and I go do it to yeah, the best yeah. of my ability. Uh, coming from, like, I've worked two. I worked retail, and I worked mm-hmm. as a diner slash waiter for a small uh, spot, and that yep. was just family oriented and run. The retail working at Cabela's. Uh, I came to understand that there's a lot of stupid people and there's a lot of wrong. Uh, like just horrible customers to retail employees. Yeah. But yeah. as far as my current job with the construction side of things, um, I, 
I I get that my biz the business I'm a part of makes an ass load of money. So me making X amount of dollars that I do, and most of it I put back into okay, I'm saving up, trying to get my own place. I'm right, right. Pepping out other streamers that I enjoy their content, like you, Ace, right, right. Mark, Clutch, other people. That's why I'm Dono Daddy. Yeah, you uh, are Dono Daddy. If you guys don't know, this man is Dono Daddy. Uh, that is his AKA Zion Yeet, AKA Dono Daddy. My wallet's loose when I care and actively come <laughs> to love. Like, dude, it is. Like, time and time again, I keep spending way too much shit when yeah. I'm supposed to be full force saving, but I don't care. And right. I enjoy the content, and it's me getting enjoyment out of, hey, right. if I can help somebody else, if I can help. Like, you made the post uh, about the other month about how your subs helped you come. That was this into- month. That was last. Yeah. That was August. That was, dude. Because, you know, I'm one of those people where I will bend over backwards to make other people happy. And I'm one of those people as well that will bust my butt for anybody. Like, I just will. That's, that's, I don't, don't care if it's like, if I have to stay up late and like my current job right now, like I'm a sales guy, but I will like, I've been, this is stupid, but I've been baking cookies to bring to my account. So that way they will remember me. And I do that fucking every single week. I go like the extra mile on everything I do. The the business makes oodles and oodles of money and uh-huh. doesn't – I'm not going to say my work doesn't care about me because it does. Yeah. Uh, we have benefits. We have – Right, right, right. Uh, like John Hancock, 401K, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. I'm mm. not going to go into numbers. Yep. Uh, we have a group and a team, and if our work is hard, mm-hmm. and if somebody's bitching or somebody's having a hard day, we try to let that guy do his thing and not push him too hard. Right. Physically, our job is hard. Right. Mentally, our job is hard. Yes, so when is. you have both of those together, and at the end of the day, you come home and you crash. I've seen my dad do that. When I first got hired, yeah. everybody was like, dude, why are you here? You've seen your dad all these years getting his butt beat and coming home. Right, what right. What are you doing here? Yeah. I'm here for money. Right. I'll come out and say that and make – that is my primary source of income. Twitch is not anywhere near a source of income. I'm not yep. looking as – twitch at being a source of income it's a hobby right i want it to be a hobby. it's going to be my stress release but coming from a job where they can replace me in a week mm-hmm. if i drop dead tomorrow they could fill my spot yep so having making the best of like the opportunities that you have and just putting your best foot forward every day and all this it's the same like cliche stuff uh, everybody hears it all the time. If they they can replace you, blah blah blah. Yeah. I just do the best job I can, and then I come home and I want to just be me and just relax. Right. That's my thing with Twitch. That's my whole thing with gaming. Right. Um, if I get if I could get a brand where I can do the things like if I could like check things off the box, like I'd be like, okay, I can give back and help people. Check. I can do something I love to do. Check. It doesn't feel like a job. I can spend more time with my family check you know what i'm saying like i gotta find that job that does that you know, you know what if i mean I had, if i had the stones and the knowledge to do like the day trading kind of stuff mm-hmm. and just invest all of the money i make off of the construction job which i have no idea how to do um i would love to do 
I mean, I, I don't know if I would even enjoy it because I haven't given it a shot. I don't right. know the experience. Well, but I would try I, to do like the invest mm -hmm. and then just turn around and help me and get me safe and comfortable yes. financially, yes. physically, emotionally, and then go from there and start helping my friends yeah. or other small streamers or other people I know. Like, not to call everybody small, but. 200 streamer or 200 followers is a drop in the bucket you've got oh, millions yeah. of people that watch twitch youtube 15 million trovo. concurrent users a month yeah so you've got youtube twitch trovo mixer oh. before it crashed and burned mm -hmm. facebook gaming caffeine tv yeah all of these you've got so many people that are using us quote unquote yep, yep. to be loose as hey I like what this guy does. I like that this guy makes funny content or this guy is really good at a game like Shroud or right. this guy is really funny. This guy's a stand-up comedian that started playing games or this guy's like there's people that do just music and do DJ. Right. Dude, that stuff is the coolest. Have you ever tuned in any of those? Those are sweet, dude. I watched uh, speaking back on uh, the Misfits, Fitz guy, the, uh -huh. the big one out of their whole group. He actually does DJing on the side, and he recently started streaming within the, the like the last year and does uh -huh. like DJ streams. But if I could get into, if I could have the financially stable mm -hmm. and not have to worry about going to a job that breaks my back before I'm thirty anymore, yep. I would make. I I don't even want to call it a brand. I would just make a community or right. a group that I could make and have friends with. That I can talk to, we can all shoot ideas around and just try to help everybody out. I hate the competitive. I'm not well, I can't say I hate it, but we both, you and I, share the opinion of we don't want to do follow for follow. Nope. We don't want to do, we don't want to rely on a 50 50 equal yep. trade of, yep. hey, you follow me, I follow you back. Yep. That's not worth it. That's no. not actual interaction. That's not no. organic. That's, no. Yeah. I, I would prefer actual communication, intimate, like, well, intimate's a weird word, but just organic, organic, organic understanding. Yeah. Of like, Hey, I'm here to do this. I'm here to chill. I'm here to have a good time. Yep. Let's do whatever. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm right there in the same boat as you. It's one of those things, especially on Twitch, but in content creation or in anything, it's like, I hate since youtube I, and twitch have blown up people have been trying to make it a job and a lot of people right have been losing jobs from covid yes like kylie small hands she's in my description oh, on my channel she lost her job damn well dude. i don't know if she lost her job but she's been doing um she sells like merchandise oh, and okay. she does that as like her main income source and now she's branching into twitch to try to get an additional income source right right and i'm gonna plug the hell out of that just to support her because she's a friend i've known her since high school right exactly but that doesn't just count for her everybody's so focused about them and their world mm -hmm. what about say you're driving down the highway and you see all these other cars passing by you have no idea what's going on with them yeah you there's a there, there's a thing it's a there's a it's like no, like, you know how, like, thalassophobia is the fear of, like, deep water, right? And there's, uh, there's a thing, um, uh, the... So sign me up for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not good with water. It was one of the jokes running with me and all my deaf guys when I went to go into the Navy. Uh, I couldn't swim when I went in to boot camp. And then 
uh, I've worked on it and worked on it and worked on it and got into, I can swim, I'm all right, but I'm not a great swimmer. Right. And, uh, cause that's one of the mandatory things for like your PT. Wow. Well, okay. And, uh, I still am like deathly afraid of drowning. It's just, I had ah. an experience when I was a kid that was ass. Uh, that's dude. I, that's the worst, man. When you feel like you're drowning, is the worst freaking feeling, or feeling like you can't, so like you can't breathe. I'm very like, careful. Like, I've had interactions in the past where I've, people have been like, "Hey, we're gonna go to the lake. We're gonna go to the river. I'll be out there." Right. But you know, damn sure I'm gonna have a vest on. Bro. I've never, really, never really did like floaties and shit. But. Dude, in two weeks I'm going to the river, or the the lake, and um. I told my wife, like I lived in Florida, so I I am okay with the with the the ocean, like I like I can put my feet in the sand and it all feels good, everything's good. I cannot stand lake gooey floor bed with nasty like that black soot garbage on your feet and in between your silky toes and it's just like you can't see the bottom of the water and it's just I don't know what the fuck's really down there. In open water, deep enough that I'm floating, I still, in the back of my mind, get like the sketched out, creeped feeling yes! of like, yeah, and, dude, yeah. same here, I'm, dude. There's, you know what ruined it for me? This movie called Lake Placid. Have you ever heard of that movie? No. Okay, it's a movie about giant crocodiles who live in a lake, and now I can't go to the lake without thinking some freaking crocodile that's like. 30 feet to come eat my ass like <laughs> that's, that's just you being a baby bag bitch no cap dude i know i'm a fucking marine too it's the worst part dude i can't stand it but um this lake well i grew up in florida so in florida like you don't go to lakes you don't go to rivers there's alligators and water moccasins and copperheads and alligator snapping turtles and snapping turtles there's all those shit in the water there you don't want to you just don't want to be in there because you will fucking put, have a high potential of dying so you just stay out so i have a very natural fear of lakes and rivers whereas i lived in florida on the coast shit i'd go into the ocean there'd be a great white off the coast or there's i can't tell you how many times when i was in the water and something bumped against my leg and i was like fuck it yeah i was like well, fuck it you know whatever i die if i die but then again if i go to a lake or an ocean i'm like oh it's a fucking is that a stick or an alligator you know like i'm just not messing with it not messing with it dude fuck no you just um, just not do i know you've been trying to flesh out me quite a bit but we haven't fleshed out you very okay. much other than like the stuff send it um, come on so you said you got into gaming from uh what was it the sega or Ooh, we're going back huh my first game ever was duck hunt on the Dope. nes duck hunt i thought it was the coolest freaking thing ever because Wait, oh hold on hold on are you sure it was duck hunt because i remember you duck saying hunt. something about paperboy no, no no well that was the game boy that was later on oh, okay yeah, yeah. That, that was, was later on no no so duck hunt you had to plug in you know, it was like, I played that and Super Mario. Those two were my two first games when I was young. I was like five, right? And Duck Hunt was the coolest thing. It was the one where you had like the orange gun, you kind of yep. point it, and it never shot where you wanted to, so you had to just, like, keep pointing it at the screen and hope to, it would work. The, uh, yeah, the, you know they actually brought, about. did you ever, have you ever played Smash on the Switch? Smash Ultimate? On the Switch, yeah. Duck I played it at Ace's that. house, actually. Duck, duck hunts uh, on Switch? Or it might not be. What? Hold on. Let me, yeah, look that let me up. make sure. 
Yeah. But uh, so I played Smash. I played NES and then after a while I got older and then my buddy got the Nintendo and that's what I was telling you about. I must have been like mm, when it first came out, eight or nine. When did the N sixty four release? Maybe I was older. I can't remember. N sixty four release. Uh character number fifty nine, Duck Hunt. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, oh, the the hunters in it. I got you. Yeah, the dog and the the dog and the little bird guy. Okay, so uh, 1996, the Nintendo 64 came out. So 97, I would have been, where would I have been? I would have been eight years old. So that's when I started going. I'd ride my bike over to my buddy's house, and we'd go play N64, and I would do that like after school all the time. But I would smash poke stadium mario yeah, kart all of that all of that um and really what really got me into like competitive gaming though was goldeneye 007 goldeneye that <laughs> game we would have four people me so chris I, tuan joe we'd all be there and we'd get so fucking heated on a four screen i've only ever played goldeneye once and i broke a controller and never played it again i don't blame you i don't blame I you at like, all it was like five or six and my cousin just beat my ass he was like dude, 14 at the time dude. i had no idea what was going on and i was just getting mad dude so uh, it's it's definitely like, so that's what got me into the competitive spirit of gaming though because i'd go over to his house and me joe twan and chris we on a four square you know four squares and we just go at it we just go at it for it ever we just keep going at it dude and that's what got me into like the fuck you like oh, murder your ass like you know yeah. that got me in that that competitive like hype and then i actually didn't play games for a little while um my mom met my ex-stepdad fernando and that's what really reignited me into gaming because he bought a pc he introduced me to pcs and he introduced me to RTS games. So I remember when I was younger, I had a PS1 and I was playing like, you know, Legend of Dragoon, Final Fantasy, RPGs yep. only. But I didn't, when I moved to Florida, I didn't have any other friends that I really knew. Not a lot. And if we had, you know, if I was younger, so if I had friends, we pretty much played outside. But when he bought that PC, this is going to date me. Back then you had a, it's called a PC room because that's what you had in the house. You had a PC yep. room. So he would he would play uh, Warcraft, and then I would play Warcraft. On I got a I saved up enough money, and my mom matched it. I remember she I saved up half, she paid the other half, and they bought me a used PC. And then I played Warcraft against him. We would LAN. This is back in like AOL days, and we would LAN against each other. And that's what got me to like, oh shit, I like this. This is good. And then yeah. every we played Warcraft. Warcraft 2, StarCraft, Red Alert, um, Command and Conquer, Command and Conquer, Tiberian Sun. We played like all these RTSs just against each other all the time. Like we'd stay up late. We just, that's what got me into like the kind of the daily feel of gaming, right? And then I moved around a lot when I was a kid. Like I've moved now that I'm 31, I've probably moved easily no bullshit 30 times if not more uh, yeah my mom moved from the time she was six she moved from florida all the way to oregon and met my dad when she was 16. yeah damn that's so rough. over the course of 10 years they moved every couple of months right and 
so it's I moved. Crazy. Yeah, I moved a ton. We moved to Florida. I mean, I could waste another three hours going over how many times I moved, right? But I I moved so many freaking times, and so it was really hard for me to keep in track with like friends. So my my thing was to be creative, to do my own thing. I became very self dependent. So and so I played video games to like kind of escape a little bit, but to have something to keep my mind going. Cause I, um, my mom worked all full time. She, she got divorced when I was like three years old. And then we kind of just kept moving around and she would, fo we'd follow the job basically. Right. And then gaming was the one constant thing in my life. It just kind of stayed constant throughout my life. It was the one thing that was I've, always there. You know, I've been pretty blessed. My parents did everything they could. So I've lived in the same house since I was two. Right. That's and good. They made it so they they just did their best because my mom knew that experience and was like, nah, I'm not making them. Dude, I don't that. blame my wife. She's the uh, same way. She lived in her own house until she was 19, but she grew up in the same house her entire life, same town. That's just, but it was like she loved her childhood. Yeah. I want my talk sister, about hold on, hold on, real quick. My sister just pointed out, yeah. So do you remember LimeWire? Do you know what LimeWire is? It's before my time, but I know what it is. Okay, yeah. so LimeWire. This is back when you wanted to download songs and you would had to give your freaking computer AIDS in order to do it. That was the deal with the devil with LimeWire. But I, I you could download like one song. On <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, Filipina had a question real quick for those of you guys who are. Okay, what you Filipina. got? All right, read it out. Read it out she real quick. Saying, uh, I know you guys talked about yourself, that what you see for the future, but have you talked about how you guys? Uh, if you were to become partnered, how could you continue to interact with your community? Like, for instance, one streamer I watch has sub Sundays and top gift slash dono Saturdays. But would you still be dono daddy or just continue to help out the community? Hmm. So along that line, if you're talking about his and hers, I'm assuming that's who you're talking about, Filipina. Right. They have on Apex, they do like play with their top subs gifters or top like donators for the month or that hmm. week. even. And... Uh, they just do like all kinds of stuff. They have their Juka Bowl. They have those two Saturday, Sunday. They just play with their top, uh, top gifters, top dono people. Right. Um, we would probably, I mean, I would probably end up doing that. I probably would definitely be down to do that. Like either with future. Cause he's probably gifted the most to my channel so far, even though, uh, he, he's done mainly memes. He gifted Tim, the tap man, a sub, and then he, he is definitely memeing. But uh, anytime Future wants to do something, I'm there. Anytime, right? It's pretty much all the same people that we play with in our community already, though. So right. if we wanted to expand, like say we get partnered and we have those 75 to however many much concurrent viewers, anybody wants to play anything, just holler. I mean, yeah. as long as it's an active like person that's either in the Discord or even if they're not in Discord, if there's some kind of in-game comms, right. I'd be game to play. Somebody That's, wants to play Apex. Somebody wants to play Hyperscape. Whatever so they want to do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna add on a little thing there. I, I would absolutely agree with Zion on that. The only thing I would add on is I would try to qualify people a bit because, like we were talking about earlier, some people just want to latch on to somebody like a partner because they think they're gonna get big because of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for example, um. Uh, Clutch was talking about this the other day, actually. Clutch was talking about this the other day. With off-world gaming, like, he got to a point where he's so big now that some people just want to join because they want the clout of the organization. But they're not willing to be sustainable on their own and just trying to yeah, enjoy the they, game. You know what I'm saying? Manageable on their own. They don't know right. how to time management. They don't know how to have the consistency, exactly. this, that, and the other. 
they want the benefits without putting in the work. And so that's always hard because if you're a partner, like, you know, like I was so hyped. Like, for example, when Filipina was playing with his and hers live, I was so freaking hyped. That was the most hype I can remember being on Twitch because I was like, oh, shit, like this is awesome. But you guys have spent the time playing Apex, networking, being in their chat, being awesome people. And then you are not you're not even though they're partnered, it's like you're not. You're adding to the awesomeness. You're not trying to take away from the equation. If that makes that's a good way of kind of putting it. So, like for example, I want to have a lot of people on this podcast. I want to pick people's brains, but I want people's brains because I find them interesting. But I'd have a hard time adding some random that I don't ever talk to. You know what I mean? That would be the weird like yeah, there has not, to be some kind of qualifier, the, you know? Well, I don't even know if it needs a qualifier. There needs to be like a connection. There needs yeah. to be some kind of hey you and i both stream or hey we both play this game or hey i know you from so-and-so's chat or yeah. so-and-so's Discord or something i mean we could do randoms we could have fortnite andy come in we could have right some random dude off microscape come in but without having any inkling of what are their likes and dislikes what are their we could find out that stuff but it would also be a little bit it, the social interaction would be weird yeah dude and that's the you know I think like a lot of podcast hosts, for example, if we're just talking about from the podcast standpoint, right? A lot of podcast hosts host people they find interesting because of their accomplishments. I'd have a really hard time on Twitch. Twitch has viewers, but there's also like you personally like classify them yourself. Like Zion and me connected because we played Destiny way before he was even in my streams. And then after that, he started coming to my streams. Started hopping on the streams and spending yeah, too so much there was a like natural organic feel there. Same thing with Yin. Yin, I met him in D two. He clapped my booty cheeks in D two. But then we started talking about Halo. I love that clip. Yeah, fuck that guy. But absolutely <laughs> fucking fried. Yeah, I need to get the fried me, dude. I need to go in yesterday and get the clip of you getting dead by Sparks. Dude, no, you're not. Uh, delete that. But um, so but. It was like months of building that up. Same thing with Clutch. I started. I found him. I was already streaming. He was streaming. I loved his content. I loved playing. We played a couple games together. I just started following him. So I'd have a very hard time if like we do a pod or like let's just say we're playing Hyperscape and we bring some randoms in. Like we can play with viewers. That's fine. But I would rather play with people who are subbing. Maybe the maybe the thing is like three months, right? You got to sub for at least three months. Be here. Let me mm, chat with you a bit. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a little excessive though i'd say hmm. like one month maybe or not even that i wouldn't want to make it like i'm a little different i don't think i would put a qualifier so much hmm. as like hey if you're active in the chat or you're active in the discord yeah i'm getting i'm down to go right if you're somebody i've just met yeah i'm down to develop the relationship with you right. but not instantaneous right off the bat yeah hey let's do everything together right it's because then it, it like where does it leave it leaves that follow for follow and that kind of riding the coattails feel into like a personal relationship but and i don't know where back, that divider is you know what i'm saying i don't know where that back is to the, back to the thing of having online versus irl friends right being online and having the you don't have as much social barriers because you're not having the like intimate actual interactions you're having your interactions but you could be putting it on you could have right. a character or a voice or something that's you're true. doing that's not you not 100 percent natural not what you do in your daily life right yen uh excuse me um 
If I was ever, I think uh, Zion, I, I was just thinking about this the other day. If you spend 150,000 channel points, will you please put on Scream Mask for an entire stream? A, a what mask? The Scream, like the, the movie Scream, like the Scream, like the Halloween mask. Uh, you got, yes. I have to think, I have to we said it, it here first, folks. <laughs> Scream though. I don't know. Just pick a mask, I, man. <laughs> I would be more relative to like a Darth. Do like Darth Maul face paint. That I would do. That I would be so badass. So funny story. I used to do all kinds of crazy Halloween costumes. Uh-huh. Uh, I did a full on like this one was one of the easier ones. I did a Shaggy costume that was nice. purple bell bottoms, nice. Romeo shoes, green V neck shirt. I made like a fake fucking patch of chest hair poking oh, out the I've top. I got plenty of that, dude. Look I at had, that. I had the goatee, which if I shave this all off and just have the soul patch, uh -huh. I do look a lot like Shaggy. <laughs> uh, Please do so that. Much to the, so much to the point that at one point, I bought my mom, I could get a picture of it and post it in the Discord later. A We were at a Saturday market outside of our local like food market. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> this lady makes like cloth uh magnets for her for like refrigerators and stuff right i bought the shaggy one that she made because it looked fucking epic all right and uh i was i was debating on buying other ones but i was like nah this one's me and it's just something yeah. for my mom to eventually if i'm ever not if i'm ever but when i move out or if stuff happens and her and i have like memories and stuff with that or i have a thing where anytime i travel i do not recently because work. I have to be responsible and be there whenever work needs me to go. But right, right. Uh, I went in high school. I did a bunch of club stuff, and I did uh, like vocational clubs with auto shop, woods, crafting, metals, all that stuff. All those kids, we would get together and fundraise all year long, and then go on a trip. We went to mm -hmm. the Seattle Space Needle. We went to California and went to Six Flags, and we went to UTI Technical Institute. Right. We went to um, Boeing, the plant up there. Anytime we went on any of those places, we went to the Golden Gate Bridge. I grabbed my mom a coffee mug anytime I go somewhere because hmm. she's a big coffee fan. And that way I have an interaction or a memory of, hey, I went there. I went there. I went right. there. And sometimes do them if, even if we're just together, I'll be like, go find like a mom and pop stop that has a coffee mug and just – I buy her one. It's just memorabilia stuff. Dude, and that kind of stuff is awesome too because when you – it's weird when you go somewhere and you feel like, oh, it's just going to be some cheesy stuff like a souvenir or whatnot. But there is definitely some like – it brings back a memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I – same thing with gaming though. Like I'll, I'll remember like – I don't remember everything about uh, Legend of Dragoon, but I remember staying – like coming home from school and popping in disc number two and starting up that second like, second disc. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. You know, like that feeling still is in my head. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. I remember the first time when I bought the 360, it was the first console I ever got to myself or I bought for myself. Mm -hmm. I bought COD 4. It was the first rated M game I ever played. And my mom, because it was rated mature, was like, hey, I got to watch you do this. I want to make sure right. that there's nothing crazy going on. So I played through the mission on the ship. I played through the uh, the mission where like they popped the nuke off and it kills everybody. She was like, no, you're done playing that. I kept playing it anyways. Yeah, of course. But um, I remember those like, like that small moment of right. 
mom and I sitting on my bed while I was playing COD 4 for the first time. Right. There's those little things, man. And that's the, that's the fun part, man. That's the fun part about gaming. That's kind of what I want to, you know, I think today, like, when we started the podcast, the idea was to basically just try and figure out each guest that we have on and, like, what, you know, what makes you tick. You know what I'm saying? Like, what brought you to certain games? Like, what would make you what would make like somebody like carrot play or no like travada i want to have travada on here she another person she doesn't have her screen on she plays sea of thieves all the time what about that game you know brings her there like I, you know i'm saying other sea of thieves i've watched a couple of travada streams uh sea of thieves seems like it's kind of an rp game yeah similar to like gta rp where everybody was doing that and it blew up for a while yeah it's just it's a way to put yourself in something other of an experience outside of just your daily life right and that's most of what gaming is anyways that that's absolutely true and it's just always interesting to figure out people who are so into that kind of stuff and why what drives them and what brought them there like what does she play before does she play other games just like that but that's the kind of questions for you know for other hosts or like a uh, future classic like he was streaming for a while why did he stop was he playing now why is he playing that like i'm always interested he got into losing weight like what got him into doing that? You know, like there's so many questions. You know, you can we can have podcasts for, that go eight hours long, dude. We're we're already three hours in right now. How crazy is that? Yeah, I know. I was That's actually gonna months. harass you and uh, say about at three thirty. Do you want to cut it off? Now we can cut soon, man, because I gotta use the bathroom like a motherfucker. I need some food. Hey, I did it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you too, fuckhead. That's true. All right, hold down the fort. You gotta use the bathroom. All right. So yeah, um, keep talking. Yeah. All right, well, anybody in chat, uh, when Lev gets back, let's get some questions for him because it's been mostly about me and I want to harass him a little bit. Um, but this has definitely been cool. I wasn't thinking that this was going to get as in-depth as it has. And let us know if we need to work on anything. I know I need to work on my eye-to-eye -eye contact with the camera. Um, and I need to stay off my phone <laughs> during the podcast. That'll be a bad habit if I let that go. But, uh, yeah. Anything you guys can think of or want to ask, Lev or I. I know Lev's been trying to get, um, we're both pretty much in limbo right now trying to figure out what kind of games we want to play. I'm back. Motherfucker, did you bring a beer? No, I brought a monster. Shout oh, out God. to Monster. Uh, please sponsor this podcast, please. No, <laughs> wouldn't be Monster. Everybody and their uncle's hitting up G-Subs right now. Oh, I don't want it, dude. I don't want it. Don't want it. Why? I, I don't like it. It tastes like bottled booty hole. That's your opinion, and you're allowed it, but... Okay, my co-host like wants the G-Stuff, bro. Which one, which one have you tried? The raspberry. Raspberry? I haven't even tried the raspberry. I've done lemon it and tastes the like a Flintstone, blue. a worse Flintstones vitamin. G-Fuel, don't hold me to that, but it you need to fix your flavors, no, bro. <laughs> What is it? This is Gamer Subs. It's not G Fuel. They're two different things. All right, Gamer Subs, hook it up, bro. Give me something that's good. Give me something that tastes like Monster in your game. Uh, a lemonade that's really good, and it doesn't taste chalky. 
and has a good aftertaste. The acai blueberry is pretty good. That's this one. That's what that first bottle of water I drank that was blue. Um, yeah, the dregs of that are actually right here. That's all that's left. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, but dude. It all depends. I would rather drink that and have it be a zero carb, zero sugar. That's okay. That is obviously I'm the same boat as you. That's why I have like monsters, zero sugar, zero carbs. And I don't even like monsters. I just drank coffee. I like coffee personally, but I know we're going to be gaming later on. I tonight, haven't fallen so. into the caffeine trap yet, so I'm not a big coffee guy. And I'm very sparingly using this stuff for now because I don't want to get addicted to it. Right. But a couple of those streams, like yesterday, I had a couple bottles of it. Yep. And it kept me going. It'll keep you going, bro. Hours. Big time. It'll hit. Okay. Before we end, all right, I got to ask you, what is the next game that you're looking forward to, like, the most? Cyberpunk or the next, next Witcher game? Mm. Which? Cyberpunk. They're Good not answer. working on it until after Cyberpunk comes out, but they've yes. already announced it's going to be a separate Witcher game from Geralt. That'll be good. That'll be I interesting. I don't know if it's just because I'm such a big fan of CD Projekt Red, but they do some good shit. They do some um, good shit, and they, they give a fuck. I wanted to talk. Go ahead. Cold War looks interesting, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it has a Black Ops 4 vibe in the combat, and I don't think I'm going to like that. Right. Uh, Wally World, Ethan, me and Bleach's buddy, um, he already pre-ordered it, and I was like, I'm going to hold off. I don't think right. I'm going to... I have pre-ordered a game... Holy shit! I couldn't I've, tell you the last time I I'm the same way, game. dude. I haven't pre-ordered anything in a long. I used to pre-order all the time, but then how I how they've done it now? I feel like you're not getting as much content as you would be used to pre-order shit. Like well, it doesn't because no, now everybody can go on and watch the streamers that got it a week right. in advance and just watch their playthroughs on it. Like Ghost exactly. of Tsushima, I made sure I didn't watch anything on that game before I bought it and when I got the PS4. That's smart because I wanted to experience it the first time. Having watched like. Avengers. If I stream that later, maybe. Right. Um, oh, if I stream shout that, where are you streaming that, Zion? Where would you? Where, where can we find you? Why are you plugging this the fourth time? <laughs> God damn it! Because we're three we're hours make, in, okay. dude. We're gonna have to make a plug counter every time you try to pull this shit during the podcast. <laughs> no way. Not just for me. Any of the other guests too. Because anytime you go to plug, it's gonna be like, oh, oh, add one to the counter. Oh God. But no, I would say Cyberpunk, uh, the next Witcher game. Um, I don't think it'll happen because the devs have said they weren't going to do it, but they were talking about making a third Risk of Rain game. Ooh, that looks good. But since 2 just got full release and they're still adding stuff to it, The other one it, took like them. two years to an early access, too. Yeah. It was in early access forever. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's only like five people, but, you know, to be fair, yeah. you know what I'm saying? They're still flushing it out, and there's still yeah. plenty of people playing. So. Yeah, true that. Um, Wait, what do you got for game you're looking forward to? I don't yeah, I think anytime soon. They just released a new game. Um, dude, I cannot wait. I know you're looking forward to Shadowlands. I know you're going to uh -huh. say that. No, not Shadowlands. Actually, I'm actually not looking forward to Shadowlands that much. I'm actually looking I forward to... I thought you were going to get back into Warcraft. I'm going to play it because it's like I've played every expansion since Legion, you know? And I played uh, Classic and... Um, and I played... I basically just missed, missed Cataclysm and Panda. I said, fuck pandas and fuck the dragon. I didn't play any of that. But I played everything else. Um, 
I'm actually really looking forward to is New World and Ashes of Creation. Ashes of Creation New specifically. New a little bare bones, but again, it was the beta in its defense, so I'm going to hold off on that. Yeah. AOC does look interesting, I am, and if and when that comes out, I might eat it. I don't know. I am very apprehensive with AOC because it's had such a rocky start. Just to be like, I know everybody's riding that fucking hype train right now. And I am also hyped in certain things. And I've seen a lot of the dev diaries they've been doing. I've been catching a lot of those. And they are pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm not sure what's going to make it from a dev diary into live game, number one. And number two, the guy who makes it, Steven, the main guy who's funded it and started it, he had he started with Lineage 2, which is one of my favorite games. I'm like, that perked me up immediately. Um, and number two... They went through this weird period in development where it's like they're still flushing out exactly what they were going to do. And then they had this weird thing where it was like, look, like the game was going to die. And now it's kind of had this resurgence, right? But the guy started as an MLM. You know what that is, right? The pyramid scheme no. stuff. He started, he, he made most of his money off a pyramid scheme and then a real estate pyramid scheme. And it makes me very apprehensive when somebody like that is at the helm because... Yes, he's made lots of money, and yes, he also crowdfunded a lot of the money, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he has... There's so many... Go How many games on GoFundMe have has there been where it's crash and burned anyways? You know what I'm saying? Uh, a lot. Yeah. There's also been... Uh, we used to do a lot of board games, so the friend group that me and Bleach had, we would play Cards Against Humanity, some of right. the bigger end games, but then we'd play like Crank, we'd play... Uh, Oh God, the Forbidden Games, so like Forbidden Island, Forbidden, Forbidden Desert, games. all those. Well, no, they were, they're they're literally like, um, were they like D and D games like, almost? Kind of, but it would like you could play for board control, and you'd have to go through like a dungeon, and you would pr try to like make it through the dungeon. So it was like, or there risk? was uh, kind of like Risk, yeah. Okay. Um, there was uh, what's the one that was the card game that we had? We had one that was like you had to. It was. There was like four different sets or more. There was more sets than that afterwards. Hmm. We used to go to a place called... Uh... Shit. Bleach, what's the one next to VGH? There was a... Uh... Damn, Hard I don't one. remember the name of that place. It's been so long since we've been there. Because I just... We stopped hanging out with that part of the friend right. group. And... <clears throat> yeah, Dragonvine. Uh, Dragonvine had like all the pop figures. Shout out to Dragonvine. Yeah, they had like... All the pop figures, a bunch of different mercs, a bunch of comic book stuff, a whole bunch of quote-unquote weeb stuff. It's where I got. Right. So I have that N64 hat you've seen me stream with. Right, right. But I also got this. I got a Captain America hat. I was actually planning on wearing on stream. Nice. We'll say that for the next one, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if I've you got... like hats, you know that's what I'm going to get you, Zion. I'm going to get you a podcast hat. If you like hats, you like it was... Do you like, do you like, I can this make one, one just for you. This one's from... Uh, KR, KYR Speedy, I already talked about it on yeah, the stream man. when I first wore it. Uh, his merch, their crew, uh, their gamer tag for like their clan back in the MW2 days was BFC, Big Fat Cock. Yeah, sounds about right. That's, that's why you were they, Sir Skinny they, Penis? Well, no. But they came out with this merch. That was a meme and that was bad. I used to do a lot of stupid bets with my friends and I would lose and always have to do dumb shit. And they know I would do it because I would respect the bet. Yeah, you got to respect the bet, dude, or they can't be trusted for the future. So, along that line, there's actually a really shit story. Um, I was an idiot. Okay. And a friend of mine, 
uh, bet me while I was in a relationship with a girl mm -hmm. that, uh, in my defense, well, not really uh, in my defense. No I don't defense have an excuse. right now. Yeah, I don't have an excuse. I was just an idiot. Uh huh. Um, we all go through that, dude. We had some drinks, and actually, I don't think it was a friend. I think it was my cousin. He came over. He lives like three hours away from me normally, but uh -huh. he bet me that I wouldn't send another friend of mine that wasn't my girlfriend at the time this meme we found on Facebook that was, hey, you're too chicken shit to send me your nudes. Change my mind. Uh, and Deadpool 2 had come shit. out. So I sent her that. I sent the other girl that meme. Uh -huh. And then I made the mistake of telling my girlfriend about sending her that meme and being like, hey. Mistakes uh, were made. I was like, hey. Chris are having a good time. He beat me in a bet. Uh, I had to do this. And then funny haha. I haven't gotten anything back just to let you know. Cause the other girl was like, no, yeah, respectful. you're in a relationship. I'm not respectful, doing it. Respectful, respectful. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well I was open and honest about it. And then, um, I, we went and watched Deadpool two. Mm -hmm. She texted me while we were in the movie and she's like, Hey, we need to talk. And I was like, Oh shit, that's Ooh, not good. That's never good. So you never want to read that dude. Movie got out of the movie we got back to my house and chris was staying at us with us and uh she and i ended up just getting on a phone call and she was like you just like broke my trust with you blah 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 <laughs> this that and the other and i was like i was open and honest about it would you have preferred that i didn't hey, say man. anything and just let the meme ride and i never got nudes anyways and yeah. then that that relationship just ended up dissolving that's okay that sounds like you're better off man it is what it is yeah that happens, dude. Uh, that's you're young. You, we. That was actually. I believe that was my last relationship, and that's going on. Holy shit! Two years now. Hey, man, you're you're addicted. Your your lady is the gaming right now. Yeah, my lady's my keyboard. <laughs> All right, man. What do you think? What do you think? Do you like the podcasting? What do you think? Pilot number one, episode one, new podcast. Uh, who dis? What do you think? I think I'm game. Right. Be keen to see. We got some stuff to improve on. I need to get eye to eye more. I yep. need to stay off my phone. Yep. Um, I'll mute my tablet next time because I got messaged during well, it. I do my phone. It, for my work phone has been going off like a freaking monster right now. But I got. I don't. Yeah. I'm trying not to check anything. You know, so, as much as possible. The last question before we go off is: okay. anybody in chat, who would you like us to have on here next? Ooh, great question. And for those who are just I listening. Know we have a list we have well we don't really have the list out yet but we have an idea of who we want yep we want carrot travada ace and filipina yep we want clutch i want future and k-state bleach if you were comfortable coming on i'm sure you're not a streamer but you're in the crew you're in the yep. community game with you all the time i'm sure you you don't have to show your face whatever whatever you're comfortable with um anybody that wants to come on um anybody that's feeling it just let us know or shoot us a discord dm if you don't want to do it on stream yep uh i think we're gonna take a small break after the podcast because we both need to go eat something yep and uh, i will be on afterwards to go stream either some hyperscape or some eso same or same if lev and i don't feel like if we don't have the right vibe going i've got avengers on the back burner because i Ooh. bought that last night after watching clutch stream it and I'll do my first reaction of watching the campaign to that. Yep, yep. So, uh, just to end things off, man, uh, go ahead and go to the Discord channel. Let us know uh, 
we have a little subsection in the discord i linked it in chat right now i will also post it under the video on youtube and everywhere else uh we have a subsection let us know uh who you want to see next schedule ask you know there's a section on there for guests so yeah, put it under there guests, topics whatever you guys want to throw at us yep. uh, we'll work on a schedule later um, Yep. it's just going to be whenever we can both get it and then primarily whenever we can get the said guest on that's exactly uh, it boys and girls It'll be reactionary to them. It'll be reactionary to maybe eventually if Cyberpunk or any other big games, AOC, New World that comes out and we want to talk about it uh, or our experiences with it and as we get in there. So, yeah. Yep. So, we're going to have – I plan on having this podcast at least once a week. So, we'll stay tuned on there and we'll rock and roll out. My name is Leveled AF, co-host Zion Yeet. You can find us both on Twitter. And uh, our little things are underneath, and I will post everywhere. So make sure to find us. Come back here next week, and we'll rock and roll from there. In the meantime, stay leveled, motherfuckers. Yeet! (laughs) See you guys.